0: Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast coming to you from SideQuest Studios. This is the Simpsons Index, episode 189. Hello, out there. I'm your host, Elliot J O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios here, as always, except when he's not, is BT Calloway. hi, uh, hi. And all the way from beautiful sunny Queensland is Diana Green.
1: Hey. I don't have a catchy intro but
2: That's it. it took me a long time to come up with mine so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ahoy hoy?
2: Yeah. I didn't have that for like the first hundred episodes.
0: You came up with that all by yourself? You know I did
2: My <laughs> Reference, God, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> and anyway, uh, this is The Simpsons Index. There's a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Thank you for joining us again on the show, Diana.
1: Oh, it's not a problem. I kind of missed being here, and I got a little sad when I saw it had been three months since I was on last.
0: And we're still in the 180s. It really shows how much of a breaks we were taking at the end of last year.
2: We needed them. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Oh my. But yeah, returning guest, curious, Uh, have you been catching up on Simpsons between now and when uh, when you were last on the show? I
1: I try to avoid new episodes. And before I was on the show last, I did like a complete rewatch up until I think like season 14 or so. And I guess... I also used to like binge watch right before Simpsons trivia and with COVID going on, you know.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Trivia hasn't been too common, so I guess I've had no reason to.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, when it comes back, you know, we should have studied up. But yeah, I, I guess everyone's going to be in the same boat, right? That's okay. I'll come down
1: to Sydney and beat
0: you guys at Simpsons ooh, trivia.
2: Ooh. Oh, is that the sound of a gauntlet being thrown? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pig fainting. Game on.
0: <laughs> well until you challenge us at trivia we'll do a podcast in the meantime where we're reviewing season 20 episode 11 how the test was won first released in march of ought nine it was directed by lance kramer written by michael price in this episode there's a big school test and superintendent Chalmers ships off the bullies barton ralph and principal skinner to be distracted and lisa's got test anxiety and also homer's uninsured hey y'all what did we think
2: Oh boy, this one's, this one's tough. It's not just lazy and incompetent. It's also, it's not that it's even confident in its incompetence. It's, it's a tough one for me to really put a finger on, but it's a middle finger. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> I feel like it got progressively better as time went on, but it started from such a low point, you know, that doesn't really mean much. Hmm. There were like four jokes in the episode and they were at the very end. And they still weren't particularly good, but the first, you know, five to ten minutes was so insulting. Yeah, <laughs> they even did like the whole "it's not a clip show" thing at the beginning, which they'd <laughs> yeah. already done for whole "it's not a clip show" thing. At- like they've done that like two or three times.
0: Yeah, the clip show bit. I thought it was a good enough bit. It just went on way too long. And I feel like having the footage of the homers from the Treehouse of Horror really undercut it. And then it ending with a fucking nuclear mushroom cloud was really just remember how wacky
2: this show can get Oh uh, yeah. so here's some halloween stuff also nothing matters also the you know i think i've got the word to describe this episode now i may change it later Who knows? we'll find out uh this episode is just entirely bankrupt as in it feels like it was put together on no budget whatsoever they're all like every so many jokes are padded and this is a great example of one that montage of homie getting hurt was on for so long i could write down is this a clip show wow this is long like really long is this a hell? And then I got halfway through the Halloween episode note and it ended. Yeah, but that is how long it was going on for and This was me leaving generous spaces in between of which I could be like, no, really guys. What are we doing?
1: Yeah Well, maybe maybe that whole clip show is the writer's way of saying this is the canonical sequel to the Triassic Horror with the clones
3: mm.
2: This
1: is this takes place in the Halloween timeline and this is what that clone at the end of the episode
0: does afterwards.
2: Yeah, it would explain how Homer can be hurt that much and still living. They're all just
0: clones. And how we can will a bruise out of existence.
2: And as we know from that future Jump episode, Homer's been cloned a bunch of times anyway by Frank. Oh, so yeah. um, <laughs> fuck that episode
1: forever. And just like a Halloween episode, this had about seven minutes of material. They just stretched it out a lot.
0: Yeah, because we also get, like, the long couch gag as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this particular couch gag where they go through, like, the classic TV sitcoms. And it's kind of interesting because, yeah, WandaVision's out at the moment. And, yeah, (laughs) WandaVision kind of stole their idea off this, I guess. (laughs)
1: Uh, Simpsons
0: did it. Simpsons did it.
1: (laughs) During the
0: opening couch gag,
1: first of all, it's unrealistic because during the Honeymooners thing, Homer wasn't threatening to beat Marge. So... (laughs)
2: No trips to the moon whatsoever.
1: It is really depressing. It shows all these TV shows of like the 50s, 60s, etc. And then the one right before The Simpsons is Cheers. Yeah. That's just how long the show's been going on.
0: Yeah. Really puts it in the perspective.
2: Yeah. Cheers would have been like the biggest show before The Simpsons started. Mm -hmm. And they just skipped over everybody else.
0: Yeah, because after Cheers, Seinfeld Mm -hmm. sort of took over that sitcom And then after that was Frasier. Yeah. So with the cheers, it's, I mean, it's worth pointing out that it's kind of clever that they put Sideshow Bob in there, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like the rest of the couch gag is just like
2: references. It would have been fine. It would have been like a warm nostalgia hug if I knew this wasn't padding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That I know we've seen it being used in a couple of other episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just got, okay. So, yeah, short n- episode. Now
2: it's an ill omen.
0: we didn't have enough. All right. Well, let's hook into the episode proper. Diana, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? This episode, like Lisa's story kind of gave me
1: back depressing memories of school tests that I tried to block out. So this it kind of spoke to me, and I don't want it to, but I guess it just brought back so many memories I don't like.
0: Yeah, like, I think the test stuff did some interesting things, especially from Lisa's perspective and mm-hmm. the anxiety that comes along with it. But my problem with it is that it's built on the foundation that in the first act... The kids were being fed the exact Mm -hmm, answers, mm -hmm. and then it becomes, like, a regular test. Yeah. So
2: Where Lisa doesn't know the answers, even though they've literally been fed the answer codes. Wasn't
1: it only uh, Mrs. Graboffle's class that cheated? Well, I
0: mean... They had Largo teaching the the answers through a song, and uh, yeah, Lunch and they, Lady Doris. She wasn't
1: there during that. Just her bully from season twelve.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that was a weird reoccurrence oh, yeah, of Sophie. True. It's like when they chuck in Allison in the background yeah. just to sort of pat out the kids. Yeah, oh, I fact, she would still that be few there.
1: Few girl characters in the show, and yeah. half
0: of them have been guest characters. <laughs> yeah, and it was a weird perspective thing because Sophie's like was always meant to be a bit taller, and mm-hmm. she was brought down to size.
2: Wait, Sophie isn't. Lisa's bully Yeah No Sophie is Krusty's kid Francine is oh, Lisa's bully Francine They right. do
0: look very similar The
1: other season 12 girl That never really returns yeah. Except for silent
2: If we're gonna win This trivia contest I need you a game <laughs> I didn't want to help
1: them Because that way I can win yeah.
0: <laughs> Damn you <laughs> Yeah so Like foundationally speaking Yeah this first act Starts out with Yeah a series of Classrooms and Lunch Lady Doris And whatever Feeding the kids The answers And then At the point where Lisa was, like, skipping and so happy it was test day, Mm -hmm. that was when I was like, wait a minute, why would she be happy about this? Like, the kids were being fed the answers. Shouldn't she be a bit more...
2: Well, you see, Elliot, because they had absolutely no time, because had to spend about six minutes on Homer getting hurt, they missed out the scene where Lisa was insulted by the idea of yeah. being fed the answers, and so avoided you know, going to those classes and just studied on her own. Confidence she'd be able to handle this, but when it came to test day, she cracked under pressure. See, that's called a plot line, and that's what this episode doesn't have. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, how about you then, BT? What stood out to you for better or worse?
2: Best part of this episode is Ralph singing the Spice Girls. As we like to have a lot of times just parts of songs you can loop forever. You know, I'm not going to do any because we'll loop forever. I
0: saw the sign.
2: Fine, psycho killer. But yeah, he's just singing tell you what you want, what I really want. want, to tell you what you want, really, really, want, over and over and over while peeing. It's really funny.
1: The weird thing is if this came out in 09 and Ralph's is that song is before his time. And mm. I like to imagine the writers were so out of touch, they thought that was a topical reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I think the Spice Girls do have a timeless quality to them. Yeah, apparently
2: um, the first second of that song is like now famously the most recognizable second of music in the world.
0: Uh, Yo! Yeah, like one of those songs that yeah, within the first microsecond you know what's happening uh, and yep. you're like, oh yeah, we're in for a banger.
2: We're in for some girl power, Elliot. Embrace it.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, were you a fan of the Spice Girls growing up, Diana? Not really. When I was
1: growing up, the only music I really listened to was whatever my mum played in the radio, which was all like easy listening. Mm-hmm. And I grew up on music way before my time. I remember, like, when I was like ten or eleven, the newest music I knew was like Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again, timeless. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's good, but it's like all the kids at school will be talking about, you know, this music, and I'll be saying, like, I don't know what that is.
2: You'd be singing Uptown Girl.
1: (laughs) I didn't even know, like,. The Backstreet Boys music, I knew like I knew they existed, but I didn't even know about that music, which would have been a part of my childhood if I had a normal upbringing. The only time I knew the Spice Girls was when they played in um, the episode where Homer was a trucker.
2: Oh yeah, wow. Well, they, Spice they Girls to this well surprisingly often.
0: Yeah, Spice Girls playlist in the Simpsons. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting way off topic what if we're so talking up? on the Spice Girls. So, what stands out to me from this episode? Oh fuck. Well, yeah, I already mentioned the sort of half baked premise. So, yeah, I guess we talk about um, Homer's little B story
2: here. Mm. I mean, legally, yes.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess it ties into the wackiness. So uh, let's just get through the question before that, which is the play count question. BT, have you seen this episode? No. How about you, Diana?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know how many, but I'd say at least a dozen times because I I own season 20 on DVD back in the day and... What I used to do is I used to play World of Warcraft while watching DVDs in the background. <laughs> nice. So, like, I can just remember these episodes. Like, there was a point in time before I repressed it all, but I could remember yeah. all these episodes line for line because I was half paying attention, which is the yeah. best kind of paying attention for this oh, episode.
0: Sure. No, I mean, I was the same, yeah, because they fast-tracked season 20 to DVD. So, yeah, I ate it all up because, yeah, I didn't know how to bit Torrent at that time.
2: Mm-hmm. LaserDisc is where it's at, man.
0: Sure. I <laughs> just come
1: off LimeWire, so, you know, DVDs yeah. were a
0: bit safer. <laughs> Lincolnpark.exe? What could go wrong? Yep. So, you, did you get back into WoW when they released that WoW classic or whatever? So, the last
1: time I ever played WoW was when the Cataclysm expansion came out, and I bought it, and I played it for about two days before my computer died, and oh. it took me about another year to get a computer, so I mm. was not able to play, and I guess I didn't have the motivation to get addicted again.
2: You were not wowed.
1: No, I wasn't. And that was a bad time for my computer to break because that was when I was like in grade 12. And I had to write up, I wrote up all my typed assignments on an iPad with no keyboard.
0: Mm. Oh, shit. No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was painful. Resourceful,
0: but goddamn.
1: Yeah, and made PowerPoints on that. And that is not a good tool to make PowerPoints on.
0: Yeah, because Jordan, a uh, regular podcaster guest, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, we've lost him to WoW. And Jordan, if you're, you're listening out there, um, we love you, buddy. Come back to us.
1: <laughs> I've been addicted to Hitman 3 lately. And according to, I hate to say Epic Game Store, but I have to. It's mm-hmm. exclusive there. It yeah. says I have played for eight days, 11 hours, 27 minutes, and the game's been out for like a week and a half.
0: Holy shit. Nice. (laughs) But I also
1: have like almost 2000 hours between the last two games. So I don't really play other games. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Clearly (laughs) not. And yeah, your YouTube channel, you've been uploading. uh, Too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, uh, check that out. Plug your YouTube channel.
1: Um, I'll plug it at the end. Mm. Ah.
0: Where we put the plugs. Good call.
1: People skip your podcast and get straight to the plugging. Oh,
0: they love the plugs. They just want to show that's just plugs. I mean, don't tempt me. We'll make that. <laughs> <laughs> plugs and plugs. We plug our shit and we also review plugs. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> uh The wackiness of this episode. So, yeah, I feel like Homer's insurance storyline, I feel like it was a good premise, but mm-hmm. then it just devolved into a series of wacky bullshit.
2: Well, no, it's not even wacky bullshit. It, well, it is eventually. But it's him imagining, like, the dangers around him and uh, reacting to them in increasingly wacky ways. Hmm. But then it's over. No lessons learned. No triumphs overcome. It's all just up, but up.
1: The worst part of Homer's plot is the whole scene where he's imagining what can happen at the book club. Yeah. And I am sure you, just like me, Elliot, watched this episode when it was new on Channel Ten, and all the ads leading up to it were like Marge has a lesbian kiss moment. Don't miss oh, the new really? Simpsons. Oh,
0: I missed that.
1: Oh. That is what I remember this episode for the most, because, like, I saw that every time I was on Channel 10 back in the day.
0: Oh, that, that sucks.
1: Yeah.
2: Gross and stupid. Damn you early odds for thinking lesbian kisses on TV would draw crowds. Yes, it did, but that's not the point.
1: But this can also go on the lesbian kiss playlist with the Lady Gaga episode.
0: Ugh. So, yeah, it's around this early 20s time, isn't it? Where they're like, how can we get Marge to kiss women? And, like, it's. I mean, it's easy if
2: it's Lady Gaga. Just do it without her consent.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: (laughs) Well, she's actively resisting. That'll be hot.
0: (sighs) Fuck Lisa Goes Gaga. (laughs) I hate that episode. Yeah, there were. I feel like there were several fantasy moments, especially with Homer and Marge kissing women. And, uh, yeah, it's just this gross way for the simpsons to make it happen and because it being so inconsequential it makes it feel that much worse
2: yeah i mean it can be done into like a humorous degree i can't remember which episode it was but there's a one where he's having a fantasy and then it ends up with marge and this other woman beating the crap out of homer yeah and he's like little do they know that's my thing yeah (laughs) so that actually got a good chuckle out of me so there's a way to do it but yeah the idea that they plugged it as like a, a selling point yeah that feels gross
0: yeah i had no idea that it was advertised that sucks it just stuck with me because like all the people at school would talk
1: about it. And this is when this must have been like the second, third or very early episode that was HD. Mm-hmm. This is like halfway through season 20, I think. And the first half was standard. So this is when there was kind of people were getting back into sh- the show just to see the HD visuals. Which I know sounds depressing, but that's what all the kids at school were saying. (laughs) Like, I even remember at school, someone was like, I don't care about The Simpsons, it sucks. And this guy was like, no, it's HD now, you don't understand. So (laughs) What a selling point. Those people exist? What the hell? um, You have to understand, this is, you know, people that were teenagers in (laughs) this time period, and teenagers don't have good opinions
3: That's true. these are oh, the yeah.
1: same people like eight years early were talking about how scary movie three is like the best film ever so
0: <laughs> <laughs> new high for the franchise mm. <laughs> emphasis on high uh but you're right yeah this was the second hd episode to be produced yeah um less wacky than the first one which had homer look at an alternate life by looking at tomato soup or something the fucking crystal ball oh, tomato yeah. sauce Shit, yeah i forgot
2: about that one
0: we recorded that episode in the dank that was Ooh. a long time oh, ago. that
2: was dank days then
0: yeah dank days but yeah so the stuff with the book club as well like he has that fantasy sequence at the start of the book club that's like obviously wacky obviously a mm-hmm. fantasy but then i don't feel like the second one was like that realistic either so then yeah. you're kind of wondering Are they doing this again?
2: Like when he has the wacky fantasy of everyone getting hurt and everything going wrong, which includes them having a full suit of armor in the house for some Mm. reason... The then follow-up of the actual things that go wrong are equally too wacky.
0: Yeah, and Mr. Burns at the end, who just happens to be walking by the Simpsons' house.
2: Yeah, oh, God. And then, yeah, so he accidentally stabs Mr. Burns in the head with a cheese knife, and then so he pulls the knife out and then plugs the bleed with his finger, and then it starts bleeding out Mr. Burns' ear, so he plugs that, so it bleeds out his nose. He puts his mouth on Mr. Burns' nose, and it starts coming out of Homer's ear, and it's just like... Do you people know what fucking comedy is?
1: (laughs) Clearly not, because right when Mr. Burns got hit, he yelled out Apache, which is... Why?
2: Yeah, I was so confused by that, I don't even know what to think of it. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I thought there might have been a weak pun there with a pat cheese, but there weren't any Ah, cheese involved. I don't know.
2: Like, maybe this is a reference to something? I have no idea. I I just... I'm lost.
0: Yeah. So, uh, how about the wackiness of the ending? Uh, Diana, how do you think that played out with... Ralph in the garbage barge and Skinner using the power of teaching.
1: I will say when Skinner used the slingshot and it knocked
0: that guy out, yeah. I kind of thought that was funny. No, I think that was our one audible laugh for the episode. Yeah,
2: loads of message into Bart's slingshot, fires it with a crane operator, which accidentally knocks him out.
3: hmm
1: like i liked that that's why i said mm-hmm. the show gets better as it goes on because i think there were like two jokes at the end as opposed to zero <laughs> and while you know i'm not one of those people that laughs at haha ralph is dumb jokes but i did like when skinner says run and he mm-hmm. just, just runs in a circle takes it literally yeah. i kind of like that yeah. i didn't like that skinner did the same thing and they said spazzing out which yeah in america especially at the time isn't wasn't considered a bad thing but
2: yeah well as
0: I think it's more offensive in Australia or in England. Mostly um,
2: England. Cause,
0: yeah, England
1: especially, because yeah. they they had to censor Mario Party 8 for using <laughs> a word like
0: that. <laughs> Mario Party 8 censored. It's just, what a sentence. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <laughs> they had to, because in one of the boards, um, I think it was Kamek, used the word starting with S that rhymes with plastic, mm. and that wasn't a big deal in America, and they had to censor mm. it, so... For Americans, they don't realize it's a bad word, but here it is.
0: Mm. But I thought that was kind of a satisfying way to end the story with Skinner doing, you know, practical teaching, even Mm. though he was definitely one of the ones that was enforcing that. This is how you fill out the test correctly. Yep. And then it becomes about practical learning is better than tests. So, like, it's not good story wise, mm-hmm. but I do like the practical application. I thought the visuals were great in that section. I thought yeah. him spinning around and uh, doing the, what do you call it? Angular momentum. Yep. Uh, that looks really good. And
2: I even like the button where he drops a piano into the uh, orphanage for talented children, uh, yeah. musically talented children, and they're like, yay, and start playing.
1: One of the other three yeah. jokes I.
2: Yeah, the part I did, well, just speaking on this conclusion there earlier, this is a rare episode in the sense that it has a fuck you middle and a fuck you ending, because (laughs) the conclusion to both Bart's and Lisa's storyline is Skinner going back and going, ah, I've learned that teaching children the practical way is the way to do it, so we're going to drop this test. And it's like, that wasn't your option. This was a government mandated test that Mm -hmm. you had to do. That's why you were drilling it into the children's skulls, walking in and saying, we're not going to do this because I've decided let's all dance, is Dumb as shit and I hated it so much.
0: And it went on for fucking ever. Hey kids,
2: remember Footloose? You probably do. The reboot would have come out around sometime around here. Well enjoy that, you fuckwads.
0: <laughs> yeah, Diana, what were you saying about modern references? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think
1: all the uh, kids in 09 grew up on 80s movies and know from like the back of their hands.
0: Mm. Um...
2: <laughs> but to spend that long just watching characters dance is Ugh.
0: Yeah, Footloose from
2: 1984. What about the uh,
0: remake?
2: Um, I think it's 2009, maybe 2011.
0: 2011.
2: Hey, go my knowledge of garbage.
0: (laughs) You're going to win big at garbage trivia. Woohoo! (laughs) So how about on the other side of the wackiness, the emotional core of this episode? How do we think they handled the heart?
2: Uh, Lisa has anxiety over, you know, the pressure of Tess, and that gets resolved by, you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. The end. So there you go, kids. Any problem you have in life, uh, someone will just take care of it by walking in and saying, Yeah, we'll just cancel this. It's not a problem anymore.
0: And everybody dance! <laughs>
2: yep. And I would have enjoyed if there was like a subversion to that, you know, like, but I didn't overcome my problem. Ah, shut up, Lisa, dancing. Mm. That would have been, you know, something, but it's just like, nope, this is a fair conclusion. Goodbye.
0: And then she's sitting on the test, wiggling her legs and reading a Sylvia Plath book. Because Lisa's smart. Uh, I don't know.
1: I think they tried to have heart at the end when Marge and Homer kissed, but it doesn't really amount to anything, because the whole plot was stupid.
2: Yeah, and it was an attempt at a subversion where Homer's like, oh, are you mad that I didn't file this insurance? And she's all, oh, I should have realized by this point you suck at everything, and I shouldn't have relied on you to mail an envelope.
0: This will actually come up a bit later with the classic episode oh, that really? I picked, this is a fucked up ending. Like it, it, it is, but at least
2: I think it knows it's a fucked up ending. So at least they're trying to lean into that. I don't think it worked entirely because you're mostly just like, yeah. But it's not the fun kind of subversion where it's you know it's just a bunch of stuff that happened. It's yeah. It's more like okay, you're kind of copping out here, guys. But fine.
0: No, this is like one of those moments where I'm like, no, Marge, leave, go. <laughs> like oh. My heart hurts for her in that That, moment. uh, That
1: thesaurus, he got really paid off.
0: Definitely. Well, oh, yeah, look, that's such little heart to talk about. But what about the integrity? Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are the characters behaving like themselves?
1: Uh, it felt like several episodes of The Simpsons because the, um, the kids were abducted by Skinner, like, in Whacking Day.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I even said when Lisa was getting annoyed at Bart for not studying for the test, it reminded me of when they got the satellite TV and yep. Bart just kept watching shows. One deliberate reference that isn't insulting was they said that Skinner paints houses in the summertime, and mm-hmm. they referenced that in season 12 in the Christmas episode where they're trapped in the school. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, They say that's he right. must be a billionaire because he... Has two jobs.
0: <laughs>
1: but it felt like a lot of episodes without the heart, but it ripped out the spine,
0: <laughs> I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. Fatality. Mm. <laughs> so it was sort of interesting, now that you mentioned, like, the focus on the bullies and Bart in this. Like, now I'm thinking about it, they didn't get really much to do in the middle, and their whole, the bullies, like, not realising what this is until the bus is well like, yeah. into its journey.
2: Yeah, again, at its core, that's a pretty good idea for an episode, like Skinner tricks all these guys, but then he ends up having to chaperone them through the city, and they've lost the bus, and they have to try and make their way back, and he has to try and contain them. That's an interesting concept, but it's just, doesn't matter here. Nothing matters.
0: No, and the repeated joke of Bart and the Bullies going, let's act dumb now. Yeah. uh, Oh,
2: God.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad Nancy Cartwright got to do the a stupid voice instead (laughs) of Dan Castaneda. (laughs)
0: That's right. Dan's just peeking over. Aww. Now Dan, everyone, gets a turn at doing stupid voice. Uh, Uh,
1: Well not Marge. I don't think her voice can actually handle it anymore.
0: Nah, true. But, yeah, I guess the integrity from character to character isn't so off. It's just that I think the show here has got a real yeah. illogical streak.
2: Yeah, uh, it's the structure of it. that, Like, I wrote down at one point, there are three plots, and I don't care about a single one of them because none of them are developing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, wow, so many of these questions are cut and dry today, so I'm assuming this one will be too. Yes or no? Would you watch this one again?
2: Uh, no.
1: There are worse episodes, but there are also, like, 400 better ones, so... <laughs>
0: Definitely. Uh, I do not want to seek this out again, so let's try and fix this up. BT, we'll start with you. How would you like to change this episode?
2: Oh, man. Jeez. Um, you can probably cut one of your plot lines. I don't want to cut the Polisa one, but it's the one with the least amount of material. That said, it probably had some of the better jokes in it. Mm. Um, fine, if we're not assuming we're doing that, let's assume you just gouge out all that excess padding so you've got more runtime to work on your actual episode... Um, like I said, the idea of Skinner lost in the city with these bullies is interesting, and he could definitely teach them various things as he's going through, rather than just one thing at the end when he's running around in a shipping container. Yeah. There's, a, there's an idea there, and there's probably the strongest concept. Leave your know, Homer story as wacky, just ah, make that different in some way, and, and just just a lot needs to change there, and uh, Lisa's have something about why if everyone got the same answers drilled into their heads, why didn't she? Mm. Maybe it was because she was so overconfident, and then starting to feel the pressure under the weight of her own supposed genius. But again, we see her try two questions in what has to be like an hour-long test. It's like keep keep going, We know, you. and just if there was a bit where suddenly the words just seem like jumbled nonsense to her and that, that anxiety is cracking through. There's something to be said about that. That's a good idea of having your brightest student crack under pressure because that's what happens when you put pressure on people. Mm. There's a lot you could pull out of this and I think that's why it's so hard to f- talk about what I want to fix because I want to fix a lot. <laughs> and it, there's a lot of different directions you could go. So a lot is my answer, Elliot.
0: How about you, Diana? What would you like to change? I would cut out Homer's
1: entire plot I feel like the core of this episode is the test, and you can have you know half of it be Bart, half be Lisa. But mm-hmm. you know, if there's not really more material you could get out of you know Lisa not answering a test either, so I see why they have three plots. Just they did you know three bad ones. Considering the only jokes that were good were at the very end with um, the whole barge situation in Bart's story. You know, they probably could have done a lot more with that. Speaking of which, there was one other joke I kind of liked, which was just that the garbage barge shows up at Springfield Elementary like it's normal. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Next up, Springfield Elementary.
2: Yeah, I like that. I did not like Willie just standing on the pier being like, ah, oh, it's
1: everyone back again. Ah, oh,
2: my bullies and the cowabunga kid. Oh, like, what? What? Mm. They could have
1: just do more with, you know, Bart and Skinner. But there's not really, I don't know how much more material we can get out of this. They should have just put in three or four more clip show segments to stretch out the <laughs> runtime.
0: Oh, wow. First time we've had suggested make another clip show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and look what i'd like to i agree with you guys about sort of the test i reckon especially now that i'm recontextualizing it as like yeah the second episode that they produced in hd it's kind of mm-hmm. surprising they didn't do more with the visuals on lisa's anxiety yeah and like the weird bit of the squeaky voice teen just pogoing in the school uh, playground yeah. it's it does make you wonder why like i like the bit with millhouse's eyebrows and sort of the ag- exaggerated sound effects now, I get but- the
2: idea you go through the exaggerated sound effects of like the clock ticking and the pencil scratching and you know millhouse's eyebrows and then you have something it's mm. like why is that even happening oh well it's causing a noise for some reason pogoing squeaky voice team wasn't wacky enough for it to feel like a joke it felt like a reference or something that was happening outside of the plot mm. and i was just like oh okay instead of like a Pah. yeah and what they were going for was pa.
0: but yeah and again on the point of this episode having good premises and just doing absolute beige with them Like I think there's something about Homer finally being paranoid about being injured. Yeah. And also not wanting harm to come to others and trying Mm -hmm. to bubble wrap everything. I think that's kind of an easy win for them and that they kind
2: They did so little with it.
0: Yeah. And the book club stuff, like, that is rife for, like, low-stakes injuries, paper cuts, like... They can hurt. Dropping a book on your toe. That really hurts. Like, yeah, I know, Marge saying this week, we're going to read War and Peace. And he's like, no, 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 smaller, smaller. (laughs) All right, we're here. Diana, do you have any other notes?
1: Yeah, um, you were saying there weren't really many visual things, and one visual thing I did actually notice is, in that whole barge segment at the end, they had, like, a 3D computer metal shipping container. And it kind of brought back like Futurama vibes where they would occasionally do three D with a ship.
0: Yeah. That was very lovely produced, yeah. The only
1: minutes of this episode that could possibly be considered good were right then. You know, they I think they just made that one segment, it was meant to be a five minute short, and then they had to write an extra <laughs> seventeen minutes of material. <laughs> so I was watching this episode with my fiance who was American, and when they were in Capital City they made a pretty racist joke, um, which yeah. may not translate well
2: yeah, to some Australians. Yeah, I was bit where they're like, "What is it? The corner of Cesar Chavez and, and Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King, King. Boulevard." Yeah, they hold on it and we're like,
0: "And know. Bart doesn't an like Karumba because uh,
2: yeah, what what the hell was this?"
1: Um, a lot of poorer areas in America that have you know more people of color because of gentrification and. You know, I'm not going to talk about uh, hmm. economics here. You can go to the economic index. But <laughs> a lot of the areas that are more underfunded and shat on uh, kind of get street names of, you know, people of color like that. Um, but I'm sure you can research it better than I can explain it.
2: Getting the gist of it, yeah.
1: But yeah, the, the joke is essentially, oh, this is a poor area that would probably have, you know, people of color if this is dangerous.
0: Yeah, and the whole Otto's bus being put on bricks and stuff, it's all playing into those. He was also
1: taking drugs, and as we all know, that makes him think he's flying.
0: Yeah, uh, the fucking, the sketch show nature of The Simpsons in these later episodes, and just, here's Otto, so let's do a drug bit infuriating. Uh, how about you, BT? Any other notes?
2: Uh, there's a weird as hell bit where they're all like, ah, oh, we've changed all the kindergartens from being named after flowers to being named after barn animals, except for Mr. Jefferson who insisted he stay flowers, and they're like, yeah, go daffodils! And the kill's like, dills, dills! Like, why Why are we stopping to do this bit that makes no sense and I don't... What the fuck?
1: thought they were really big fans of the later Rugrats episode, so they introduced it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean it could be. It's I mean they're supposedly shortening daffodil. I, I don't know. God, this is weird.
0: Responsively, fuck! I love the Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
2: um, I do like that earlier on. Well, I mean, it's one of those ones where I like the callback more than the original line, where Bart calls school a suck shack, and they said, "Ah, oh, I learned it at school." Uh, but then Chalmers uses the term. It's like so that's where he learned it. I kind of yeah. like that reference. And in fact, they don't grind to a halt and mention it as well. Uh, there's a line here that says, "Great jokes make me hungry, so I am not even remotely peckish." <laughs> <laughs> they call Springfield the armpit of America's butt crack. I yeah, gotta, good no, sign yeah. joke there. Always with the sign jokes. Always good.
1: Did uh, you see the sign gag with Capital City at all?
2: Yeah, uh, the creators of capital punishment. This mm-hmm. just like, eh, it's it feels like low hanging fruit.
1: Yeah, uh, but it's better than a clip show. Yeah,
2: mm. It's true, <laughs> maybe. Uh, they I'm not should have sure. just put
1: a GIF on the sign that showed Homer getting hurt.
2: <laughs> now just to just move into
1: Jordan's in oh,
0: corner. Ooh, with special guest introduction by Michael Buffer. Mm.
2: Homer's just mails the bill they got just back to the insurance company. Yeah, like I thought this didn't make sense. It doesn't. He just gives it. It's like no, you meant to like pay it. You don't just send it back. That damn weird.
0: Like I think they thought going to Stop Daughter's wedding be back at three was the joke. Whereas like I think just a quick bit of bureaucratic interaction where yeah just someone says to him you're not insured for the next two hours would have been fine.
2: Yeah, it would I and mean, it would have been, yeah, more of that bureaucratic reg tape. That's kinda of funny. Chalmers uh, sounds really weird during his freak out. I I guess it just that voice was never meant to shout other than scaring her. But it just really sounded weird. I hate
0: it all his material and the whole Oh, pretend each answer is a little chick that will die it's like no one would think oh, that it all. Again,
2: help. just trying to push so much pressure on, on the students, the idea that pressure on the students then isn't the point of the episode, just why are we doing this? Why anything? Fuck yeah. everything and that is actually on my notes so Elliot, back to you.
0: Yeah, I only had one more. Um, bombardment guy has been con- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's Shows up a lot? Yeah, just shows up too much but some people love him, some people hate him. He's really divisive. There we go. Yeah. You
1: should hate him. That That's all you need. You shouldn't have a second opinion. Just hate him.
0: <laughs> okay, so that answers. that's your answer, Diana. Hate I don't him. agree with that answer. You you like bombardment, that, guy? No,
2: but I just want to be divisive. Ah. <laughs> I think they overuse him, but occasionally he's all right.
0: Yeah, and again, if this was the part of the episode where it was like pressure to learn, you know, negative reinforcement and mm-hmm. stuff, but this is the part of the episode where they're pretending that they're feeding the answers, so it's... Yeah, it didn't work for me, and yeah, I just hate his whole yelly routine.
1: Speaking of really bad late edition characters, you would probably know this better for me because you actually remember HD episodes. I think Skinner said that he bought wrapping paper from Chalmers' daughter. Was this before mm-hmm. Shauna was introduced? And
0: oh, I think Shauna would have been introduced by this uh, point. I, I, I don't I think, think I established Shauna. Shauna. I don't think they established that she was Chama's daughter yet, but... Editing by Elliot J here to say that Shauna was first introduced as a character in about six episodes time in The Good, the Sad and the Druggly, and it was established she is Chama's daughter in the season 25 episode, What to Expect When Bart's Expecting. Alright, back to the show. All right, well, it is time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We'll rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes which the Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm actually failing this one. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because it has a an oeuvre of participant, but the illogical leaps that this episode makes to get to where it's going is just that's the real unsatisfying part to me which really irks me about it and yeah we've mentioned it already the illogical plot the whole fucking fantasy sequence cop-outs and then what's real is shit and then footloose ending fucking footloose ending <laughs> so i'm failing at bt
2: uh yeah i'm gonna echo that exact sentiment in the sense that i went through almost all of this going ah you know participant fine whatever and then just this quality of just not only not trying but not caring that they're not trying in the sense that even the world they've built isn't cohesive in this boring episode
0: it didn't even try to try
2: (laughs) yeah it's just it's just flat it went from flat to irritating and that's kind of what drove me into the pit of failure so to hell with it
0: and diana finish it
1: off I really hate being the nice judge because <laughs> I complain about Modern Simpsons so much and I have hated some of your opinions uh, about why episodes belong.
0: Where as divisive as Bombardment Guy. Mm.
1: Yeah, but I would go Participant because there were a couple of jokes. Um, if, you know, when you watch a piece of shit, uh, you remember the ending the most and they put the mm. most jokes at the ending and Ethan Verbe ruined it with Footloose. It didn't ruin it enough to you yeah. know, make it a failure. So I've already blocked out, you know, the clip show, the yeah. unfunny plot, everything, and it ended on as good a note as it could have, which still isn't good. But I'd say participant.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was going to put a little caveat on the end of mine of saying if someone went participant, I would one hundred percent understand because yeah. it's it's not that there's anything egregious in this one. It just irritated me at a certain
1: point. Um, I'd uh, give the Channel Ten marketing back in two thousand nine oh, yeah. a failure, but
0: definitely. Oh. God, so gross. I can't believe they did that. All right, well, yeah, averaging out, that'll be a shiny failure. This will be the first episode from season 20 to get that ranking. But before we move on, we must ask, is that reputation justified? Is that
2: reputation justified? Is it?
0: Steve Heisler of the AV Club. I got nothing for him. (laughs) Heisler? Heislerberg, he makes men.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You can workshop it, you know, think of something good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the blue boy, Steve Heisler. He wrote, I'm sorry, but how the test was won was about as low as things get these days. The worst of the season by far and quite possibly one of the worst episodes I've watched in this brave new era of the yellow people. He a weird this ending episode, to that sentence. He gave this episode a C-. This is roughly where we went with it, yeah. All right. And Eric Asperschlager of TV Verdict.
2: Oh, come on! <laughs> Ash. What, what am I supposed to do with that?
0: <laughs> oh, Something pour, offensive, I pour bet. Pour me
2: a nice glass of Asperschlager. <laughs>
0: That'd, that's uh, the
2: best I got
0: <laughs> And he says, despite three strong setups And a great first act, the episode barely got Off the ground, crash landing long before th- It's what the foot footloose finale There might have been enough time for Homer hilarity If they hadn't dedicated so much time to The meandering and ultimately boring Story of Skinner trying to keep his dull charges Safe after they get stranded in Capital City mm.
1: I feel like his, everything he Said was wrong <laughs> You know, the first act was the worst That's where the clip show was Homer's mm. plot was the worst overall part of the episode and the Skinner stuff was the closest to Good at God.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one, yeah. The
2: important thing is we got to the ending of Hating It all together.
0: And Robert Canning of IGN.
2: Anything for him? Robert yes. Canning. I've forgotten everything. It's IGN. been so long. Oh yeah, The Feather Touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. there we go. It's been so long since we've done these.
0: Yeah, well, he gave it an 8.8 out of 10. God
2: damn it, come on!
0: (laughs) The Feather Touch called it a smart, very funny half hour. He praised the couch gag and Homer's subplot, but adding that the ending didn't quite live up to what preceded it. The episode was named Best of the Season by IGN.
2: Get fucked!
0: The Best of Season 20, which...
2: Okay, to be fair, that might be true. I don't know what else is in 20. Um,
1: Season 20 has some... Possible bronzes.
2: Come on, eight. Are you sorry? I'm stunned.
0: Like eight point eight out of ten.
2: Like a seven would have been soft.
0: Eight is great on IGN scale.
2: All right, I'm going to throw this down. He doesn't watch these IGN. You need to fire this guy. He's he's lying.
0: He has not written reviews for him for a very long time. Well, that's
2: why they found out he was a, he was another one of their reviewers who was clearly just faking it and got away with it forever. Quietly fired him.
1: I was going to say he can do a podcast where he reviews all your podcasts. <laughs> Bring it.
0: <laughs> it's on Feather Touch.
2: <laughs> yeah, your scale better go up higher than ten then, because if this is what if this is what he gives an eight point eight.
0: Yeah. Well, some of our more positive episodes, like our highest ranking HD era episode, "The Good, The Sad, and The Trugly," is in this. Mm-hmm. season and yeah also any uh, teeny Maya mo gone maggie gone uh, no Lone again where flanders mm, yeah. owns like there, there's some okay episodes in this season and this is not one of them
1: i would say like one of the only episodes that's good is the first one the one where homer
0: and flanders are bounty hunters oh of course yeah, Sex Pies and Idiot Scrapes. We had a lot of fun with that one.
2: That's right. Uh, they're all parkouring, and yeah. then he's in the elevator still parkouring about. Yeah, I remember that.
0: No, yeah, you're right, Diane. That was a great time. All right, let's move on to the teens era. Now, Diana, you asked for this one last time, and I am giving it to you. Do you know what episode you talk, uh, I'm talking about?
1: I do. I just want to see how good PT's memory is, if he can yeah. remember one line I said months ago.
2: <laughs> Not a chance.
1: <laughs> oh, you're going to suck at a uh, trivia about me specifically.
2: <laughs> I mean, give me time to research. I'll be all it over it. It is
1: one of the only two good episodes in season 10. And I said that. It is the one where Bart shoots an animal that flies. Oh. That's
0: right. We are going to watch season 10's Bart the Mother. Mm-hmm. And we will be back.
1: I can watch a good episode and I can eat my uh, chicken that arrived <laughs> as we did that. Um, I'm going to be eating a chicken probably right as the bullet goes through um, the neck up about. <laughs> That's good. A rhythm
0: Yeah, it's all sad, but nom, 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 nom. And we are back and we just watched a Teens Era episode. This was Season 10, Episode 3, But the Mother. First released in September of 1998, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by David X. Cohen.
2: You can't do that anymore. I know we've burned all our John (laughs) Schwarzwalders.
0: We're getting close. But yeah, this one surprised me that it was uh, acclaimed Futurama executive producer, David X. Cohen. Anyway, Mm -hmm. but I think in this one, he was credited as David S. Cohen. I'm a nerd. In this episode, yeah, uh, as we said before, yeah, this is the one where Bart shoots the bird and Mm -hmm. ends up taking care of the eggs, which turn out to be lizards. Hey, what did we think? Delightful. It was good. And Diana, you know, requested this episode. Glad to bring it to you today. Does this hold up?
1: It does. Um, I was a bit worried because the first couple minutes aren't the funniest, but it really does pick up.
0: Yeah, it's sort of a lofty premise which they build it on, but then they do such exquisite storytelling Mm. uh, points that I'm like, I'm surprised it's a season 10 episode at moments.
1: You know, I was watching with my fiancé who, like I said, I think I said it in the recording earlier, we did a linear rewatch of the entire Mm. series, and I think we got to about season 14 before,
0: you know, we went
1: on a hiatus. um,
0: You had to. to. I'm
1: still waiting to, you know, get to season 30, Mm. but... I just got uh, a shaking head as I said that. <laughs> like, during that, I was hearing comments like, you know, if there are a lot of good jokes for a season 10 episode, or I guess especially coming after season 20. And it's weird mm. to think that's only 10 years apart because 10 years after that was season
0: 30. Right. Yeah. But this is doing what I love in a lot of classic Simpsons episodes. You're telling a basic story, just really grounded, and then you're peppering it with a lot of these sort of wackier moments.
2: Hmm, But they feel earned. you built to them. Mm.
0: No, definitely. All right, well, let's hook in. I'm very excited. BT, we'll start with you this time. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you?
2: Um, I'm tempted because I've got kind of two here, so I uh, try and stop me. The main one is going to be Can't reach. yeah, I know, ha ha ha. Uh, just the bit with um Bart aiming at the bird and then you know goes a little bit to the right and fires and he just mm. hits it anyway. It's weird to laugh at a bird getting shot, mm. but it's the fact that it's just such a surprise and then just the crooked sight follow up is really funny.
0: So apparently, this was based on one of the other Simpsons staffers, uh, Ron Hague. Mm. Uh He brought this element of the story because when he was a kid, he aimed at a bird with a slingshot and he thought. The bird was like way too far away to even oh, right. get. But yeah, pretty well exactly as this happened, he nailed the bird. His friends were all really excited and stoked for <laughs> him. And he said, yeah, inside I was dying.
2: Yeah, well, I like the you know visual here of Bart just slowly dropping the gun and the kind of you know daunting realisation.
0: As it's, Nelson's rubbing it in. Yeah,
2: I know. It's it's a great moment of, of heart and contrast and all that. But the other thing I want to bring up is uh, when Marge is very slowly driving a go-kart. So, how many of our listeners are familiar with Jamboree Recreation Park?
0: (laughs) Where you control the action.
2: Yeah, so I don't know what you call it, but it's kind of this thing where they've got this uh, long, kind of metal, half-pipey thing that winds down the hill. Oh, yeah. And you kind of ride down it on, like, a little uh, board thing that you can kind of control the speed of. And the idea is that you go fast, and it's fun. Uh, We all went on this as, you know, when I was a kid, I was maybe, I don't know, ten, and my mum was on it as well, and we all got to the bottom, and she still wasn't there. And five minutes go past, and she's still not there. Like, shit, has she fallen off or something? And, like, another five minutes go Past, We're like, can we actually go look? We're really worried. And then no, she comes very slowly going down, just taking her time, enjoying the scenery. I'm like, uh Mom, that's kind of the point. She's like, No, nah, I'm just looking at the trees. Oh god. So yeah, Marge doing this like slow and steady wins the race kind of moment is just such a beautiful mom moment. I got a good chuckle out of it.
1: So one of the only good things we have in Southeast Queensland is the amusement parks, like <clears throat> especially pre um, you know tragedy at Dreamworld a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but with all those, my mum would always take us, and she would never ride the ride. She'd just sit on those little trains that go around the whole thing, <laughs> and she'd spend all day doing that. That was enough fun and excitement for her. Aw, she wasn't uh, the most fun person, and she screamed horribly on the chairlift at SeaWorld. So much the people in the <laughs> upper carriages could hear her, and we have oh, that videotaped forever. And even fifteen years later, it's still good.
0: <laughs> just wheel that one out when yeah, there's a yeah. lull in the conversation or something. So, are we talking just like a basic like ski lift chairlift? Because it's no, been like
1: um, they called it like a chairlift. Yeah, kind of more like a gondola. You know, you're fully enclosed in it, but you're up high. You're mm-hmm. up high. It's like a monorail, but you're hanging instead of you know on yeah. your thing. Nice and safe, and if yep. you, you know, fell completely, you have all the metal surrounding you um, mm-hmm. to yeah. break the fall slightly before you die. So, you know, <laughs> it's not as bad as an actual horrible chairlift, you know, with yep. the bars. Yeah. So, you know, she, she isn't a party animal. <laughs> and <laughs>
2: But what? she still took you anyway. That's, yeah.
0: Similar, like, I remember it was frustrating going with my family to, th- I'm sure you have a similar thing, the Royal Easter show, mm-hmm. because... Yeah, my oldest brother is petrified of any ride, and (laughs) my parents are parents, so they're not into it either. So we're literally going around the Easter show looking at all the fucking cows and chickens and sheep and shit, and I'm like, outside, rides, ticket stuff, we can spend money on crap. Like, no, you
2: need to look at this pumpkin, look
0: how big it is, (laughs) that's pretty big for a pumpkin. Wow, orange. (laughs) Oh, and I want to jump on that with the tickets, but just... Quickly uh, rounding out Jamboree as well. Because, yeah, that giant metal slide mm-hmm. thing. Uh, when I went down, it, I was petrified. Uh, like... It was, like, too fast for me. and You can control
2: the speed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but there was this dude who went Ah, down behind me who caught up, and he was literally ramming the back of it. And I'm, like, I don't know, 10 or 12, somewhere around there at the time. And, like, this, he was a teenager. And, yeah, he rammed me so much that my board in this metal tube got, like, the death wobbles. And then, yeah, I immediately came off the track, and it was a nice sweltering hot summer day. My legs (laughs) slide against that metal track and just absolutely ate up my um, my calf and oh it was the worst. And then I lost my friends and like, I spent about an hour and a half wandering that park trying to find wow. them. That's <laughs> it was a bad day.
2: <laughs> I like in my memory, Tiny Elliot still has a big beard. <laughs> and no hair. <laughs> uh,
0: how about you, Diana? What stood out to you from this episode, for better or worse?
1: This is the final episode with Phil Hartman. Yeah, just oh, wow. that clip. Like, I always remember this is the final episode with him because it's just, you know, the kind of thing you know. Um, Mm -hmm. If you, like, watch enough of the show, it sticks with you. But it really is, like, it feels like a segment from a much earlier episode. Like, you could have pulled it out season 7, season 8, and still would have worked.
2: Oh, it's classic McClure, yeah. It
1: is. It's, like, it's up there with, you know, some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. Before this, you know, in season 9, I think there was only, like, one episode with Phil Hartman. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was really real the real to one you know i can't mm-hmm. pronounce words
0: yeah yeah with the truth and it was the good truth. to get
1: some classic phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. um it's just a shame this was the last of it
0: yeah, which does make me think that this probably was a holdover episode from season nine as well, because it is the third episode of the tenth season, so quite possible, but, you know, if we're gonna have a final Troy McClure bit, I think this was great. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had the classic, you may remember me from bit as, like, earwigs, ew. ew, and man versus nature, the road to victory.
2: And just even the final bit of, like, oh, the mother will regurgitate food to feed her babies. That's gross. <laughs> it sure is.
0: Yeah. And then just the second too long and yeah. him doing the extra smile as in, are we done? I think we're done.
1: <laughs> One odd thing about that segment is the blue jay on the video was actually a male blue jay. Oh, was it? They're more greyish, I think, um, uh, and they have more pronounced crests.
0: Yeah, classic female birds are the more dull-looking ones. Yeah. I do like how he teases the um, the mongoose and the... Whatever it was. Weasel? Badger. No, it was probably Millhouse. Um, but then, yeah, it can't resist a pair of steel tongs and just—I don't know—the way the, it
2: lifts it, yeah, it's yeah. gotta just, and the bird's little feet, just like ah, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, just fended off both a dual attack from a um, a mongoose and a Millhouse, and <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Bit
2: steel tongs, they'll get you,
0: man. Yeah, and God, what stood out to me from this episode? Yeah, let's go back to the amusement funhouse and like the intro of this episode, like. Had either of you heard of this? A book with every kid mm-hmm. in it. A... Yep, this is a thing.
2: This is a thing. Yeah, there was a thing plug on the radio a few years ago, and it still bothers me, where they're basically were like, "Oh, you know, include your child in their book, Pride of the Nation." It's like, nope, fuck this, this is stupid. Who's dumb enough to fall for this shit?
0: It seems dicey.
2: It's completely legal. You just, you know, submit your children and their photo and they publish a book saying, hey, everyone be proud of your kids and you have to be an idiot, but still.
0: Yeah, because you're kind of freely giving out information on a countrywide scale. People will
2: dox themselves if you let them.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) This was,
0: you know, the 90s equivalent of just posting it on Facebook
1: publicly. So we haven't gotten smarter. We just changed how we do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good point. That's exactly it, yeah. But I love that... Like, essentially, the amusement fun park is the intro to this episode. And Mm. it does this really good thing of peppering in essentially sketches around this amusement fun park, but also just gradually introducing the story elements that are going to come in. Like, Nelson
2: uh, ramming mill houses in the go karts. And then I do like his line to Marge of cram it, ma'am.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Marge going slow and him being reckless. Like, this is all tying into their characters and how they'll be in the episode. And,. Like, it's very rewarding, and it makes you love all those other moments as well, because it's so relatable. Did you have any favourite moments from this opening, Diana?
1: It's not really... I mean, I liked when is doing the mail call and just says, resident, and Marge gets excited. <laughs> that was good. But this isn't a favourite moment. It's just a very odd thing I picked up on watching it, is Marge says she can smell a scan from two towns over, and two mm-hmm. towns over is what Bart said when he got Laddie. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, it's that classic kind of, it's that shtick, you know?
0: Well, we actually noticed, and I don't think I've ever noticed this before, when Marge finds out that Bart's at Nelson's, she goes, he's going to be in deep, deep trouble. And I'm like, that's definitely a reference to that bad song that Bart Simpson sings.
1: I know the song, but it's not bad. Um, I think... <laughs>
0: no, no, he meant 90s bad, you ah. know? <laughs> It was cool. It was radical. It was bad. Yeah,
1: it is probably the best song on that album, which isn't a high bar. But
0: <laughs> is that Simpson sings the blues or? Yeah, I think so. Woof. I mostly
1: know it from the animation, um, which was on yeah. like I think like season two or three DVDs way back in the day.
0: Yeah, so audience out there, please go check out the music video for Deep, Deep Trouble. It's so weird. And then listen to Pods in the Key of Springfield's review of it because <laughs> it helps justify the experience. And I then feel like and subscribe. And like and subscribe. They might put out an episode this year if you do that. <laughs> They're up to one.
1: I hear that. Um...
0: <laughs> Let's see if they can match their 2020 output. Yep.
1: Every time someone buys one of their shirts, they'll uh, do an episode.
2: <laughs> well, we've each got one and mine's signed. So,
0: Oh, well, I think uh, you also wanted to mention something that else happened in the mail oh, yeah. call bit. No, just
2: the very beginning of the mail call when uh, just like, why did you call us in here? I just needed my power fix. <sighs> it's yeah. a cute little bit.
0: Homer's good reactions in this as well. Like when Marge says, oh, you're being selected. And he goes, <gasps> and then burp, like yeah. gas burp. Great one to hit. <laughs>
2: But yeah, I also like the argument between um, you know, Bart and Marge about going over to Nelson's place. He's like Nelson is a troubled, lonely, sad little boy; he needs to be isolated. Yeah. Uh, and then Bart's
0: follow up. With, but mom, that's that's all I've got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we all try that every once. while. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I love how this bit does become a catch-all for all of those like. Yeah, you had Time Zone up there in Queensland, right? Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't even know Time Zone was still open, but they opened Mm -hmm. one right near my job, and I can't believe it.
0: Like, they opened it
1: in November last year.
0: (laughs) No, the time zones that still do exist, I feel like they've done a lot of effort in doubling down and, like, Mm -hmm. trying to make the ones that they still have, like, really big and have a lot of stuff in them. Yeah. Yeah, then you walk past
1: them and like all the prizes are just Funko Pops. Yeah,
0: <laughs> got a Funko Pop of a mustache. I got a Funko Pop of a mustache comb.
2: You want a Funko <laughs> comb? <it? So> Where did <laughs> they put
1: the giant soulless eyes on a mustache? <laughs> <Funko>. <laughs> um, but when I was when we were watching the segment with the prizes, not a BB gun. Mm. So my partner, who was American, was saying, mm. "Wait, you guys probably don't have BB guns in arcades nope. here, and obviously we don't. And nope. it's just weird to me that it's like a common occurrence i kind of thought a bb gun at an arcade was like just something that wouldn't happen even in mm. the crazy world of america in the 90s
2: uh you'd be wrong
0: yeah um <laughs> that is something that still astounded me how surprisingly common like children's guns are i still
2: remember being a kid when i was visiting america in walmart and uh i was just walking through and it was like board games board games rifle wait a sec yeah <laughs> when when did we switch
0: like at most we had like Pop guns, you know, those pop caps, mm-hmm. or potato guns.
2: Yep, potato guns are dope.
0: Yeah, but ne- even then, now they're illegal.
2: Really? I'm sure yeah. I've seen them around. I can, no, I, I guarantee you I've seen that in a toy well, store. Maybe in your, like, getting them.
1: underground seedy potato shooting club. And <laughs> most of us, law-abiding citizens, we don't.
2: I'm going to have to go procure these while they're still available then. Mm. I was going to get some for my nephews, but I don't hate my sister that much.
0: <laughs> You'd be the weirdest doomsday prepper, just <laughs> stocking up on potatoes and I got potato
2: the goods. guns. You need <laughs> ammo, I got spuds. <laughs>
1: You could get a potato and carve it into the shape of a gun.
0: Mm. <laughs> and then load it with guns. Yep. Yeah. A potato that shoots guns. That's how you escape prison. Oh my goodness, it's getting warm in here. But how were uh, how was the wackiness in this episode? What were some of the cartoony moments that stood out to you?
2: Uh, I really like uh, this the sequence of shouting. So, you know, Mars yeah. calls to Bart and then Homer's like, I'll get him. and Shouts even louder. And then just poke his head out the window and shouting to Milhouse.
0: I always get the sense from this scene that this is a regular way of communication between them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think really drives the humor in that is not any kind of acknowledgement that this is weird. Just like, yeah, this is how it works in Springfield. What?
1: Yeah. (laughs) With that scene, like, that is so different in my family. And if my brothers are listening to this, they can attest to it. Growing up, we lived across the road from a park and would play there until Mm -hmm. it was sunset. And then my mum, instead of leaving her house and coming to collect us, she would yell from the living room to across the road at the park to tell us <laughs> wow. to go inside. Yeah. And some as, lungs. as a kid watching this episode, I didn't think this was a joke.
0: <laughs> 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 was
1: like That's just what parents do, isn't it? Um,
0: Relatable. Huh? <laughs> Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like
2: when, you know, you've got the How Do We Get Bolivian Tree Lizards? And it's got, you know, Apu getting a shady delivery. But just the fact that donuts are just in plastic peanut packaging. Yeah. There's something just, I don't know, kind of funny about that. It weird me.
0: Apu delivery playlists as well. Yeah, yeah. Prepare this with rosebuds. Like, if you can think of getting a nicer, better way, I'd like to hear it. Well, he's got us there.
2: My other bit is uh, Lovejoy checking out the Bible every single Sunday for the last nine years.
0: It's such a weird aside.
2: <laughs> it got me, though yeah they always have like anytime they go to the library there's usually some good jokes about
0: yeah till you
1: get to the later episodes oh right? yeah
0: yeah <laughs> uh,
1: why, is it, why is it feeding him to a bunch of pigs oh that's right bridget jones's diarrhea i think the joke was
0: oh yeah the, the memories the horror yeah mm. <laughs> In terms of cartoony moments, like like I was saying before, a really good story that's sort of peppered with these wackier moments is, yeah, Bart's little bird court fantasy. Yeah. And what I love about this is that I feel like the birds are talking in the same way that Bart would. It
2: feels like entirely his imagination. And yeah. this is how, you know, the court of birds. And I do like the fake out of, I shot a bird. And was like, <gasps> We just asked you to come here to change the newspaper.
0: We're knee deep in our own droppings. It is disgusting.
2: Now we'll have to peck your face off.
0: Peck your face off. So yeah, it's then how they get out of it by Nelson being like, Oh, I was bored, so I started slapping you. Like <laughs> it's just some really good storytelling and jokes. Like I really love this bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone else have any w- more wacky moments? Um, at the bird
1: watching club, so they were going to kill them as gruesomely as possible. So I like <laughs> that there was already the uh, the drill. Yeah. But they also all had splatter goggles ready. Yeah.
2: Well, you gotta be prepared. That's uh, you know, PPE.
0: Yeah. Let's just hope the goggles do something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I do love the bird watching club, but like it does feel weird. Like, why would these people be in a group, especially Burns? But I love what every character brings to this scene.
2: Oh yeah. Like from Jasper's
0: oh, bands watching club, so. <laughs> oh ah. <laughs>
2: But even yeah, from Jasper's like a my god, a pigeon. That's the last one on my list.
0: <laughs> uh, the pigeon was the last one. Ah, oh, such a good joke. I know.
2: And Skinner's like, no, there's been some confusion. You cannot count birds you've seen in zoos, on stamps, or in dreams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mo being there as well. Well, I'm back to square. Like, yep. everyone brings something here. And Edna as well. Just push her out of the way. Way to shove, Edna. <laughs> like <laughs> It feels like every character here was purposely picked. Mm. Um,
2: yeah, who would have the best lines for this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, I guess we're moving into the heart around this scene as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just jump to that, where Marge, the way that this story ties together in this moment, like where Bart's doing the whole appeal, oh, I know they're gross and everyone says they're bad, but I love them. And like, that is just, I, yeah. it feels like genius storytelling to me, no, quite it's frankly.
2: Great. It's a great exact selection of the phrasing. You know, everyone says they're monsters, but I raise them and I love them. I know that's hard to understand. It's like, ah, yeah. ah, ah.
0: As the heart feels. <laughs> he says sliding out of his chair.
2: Well, I was falling with the power of the heart feels. <laughs> I just, the, him running off and coming back to give her a kiss. is like, ah.
0: It's just so well told and it ties in everything with this episode. Uh, just, oh, uh, I think it's exquisite.
1: I really liked both of Marge's reactions to first when the bird is shot and she sees it. Mm, uh mm. and then you know bart is depressed that like you know he didn't want to do this and she thinks that he's a bad person but you know a bit more low-key but i liked in the treehouse when marge isn't sure how to react seeing Mm, the birds there she seems like she she's going to lecture him and then she starts to you know hug him and everything and i really liked that this is i consider this episode like a spiritual successor to marge be not proud Mm. because it kind of deals with a lot of the same stuff and there aren't many marge bart episodes uh, and yeah. these are like the two good ones. And then the next best one's like the bicycle one I discussed last time, which is a big oh, step of yeah. quality. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, especially this one, like, it's got the storyline of Marge, like, essentially giving up on Bart. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, there's nothing more I can do. And Yeah, there's
2: a bit where he's like, I know, I did wrong, you need to punish me. And she's like, "Ah, oh, why bother?
0: Yeah, and the choice of Marge to leave Bart at Nelson's, like, it's a very 90s thing. Like, kids wrapped in cotton wool these days. Rah, 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 rah. Well then I mean,
2: he got there on his own. I'm sure yeah. he can get back on his own. Even without a scarf.
0: But it's such a good choice for this episode as well to really drive home
2: <laughs> that she didn't drive him home
0: yeah i caught myself doing that pun and i didn't like it but it's true it's exactly what it was doing and it was doing it so effectively and yeah you really feel for marge in those moments as well which makes that when they come together over the eggs again mm-hmm. so satisfying
3: yeah
2: or even just but you know when he finds the eggs like oh i'm really sorry there was an incident involving your mother, mother. mistakes were made by me and it's like ah,
0: oh, mm. oh. As he's uh, saying his appeal to Chirpy Boy and Bart Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so cute. Uh, but did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Yes. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> see any flaws in the integrity here.
2: Again, I like that a lot of this is very subtly put together about Marge's disappointment and Bart's guilt. It's not a big speech about any of them. They're usually just expressions and, yeah, actions like leaving him to, you know, get home by himself.
0: Yeah. I will say there is like a tiny little jerk-ass Homer moment where mm-hmm. he's like, Bart's birth took five minutes and took 72 hours or whatever it was. This is like 53, which is a long time. Labor can time be, take a while. By. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I would criticize that, but he, this is also the same episode where he was going to punish Lisa by making her get a <laughs> snack for herself. So I do love it. Yeah. just get to so. march
2: right down to the quickie mart and get me some beer and get something for yourself, sweetie.
0: Oh, it's so lovely. Like, like, I think it's the only shame because I adore Homer in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, the bit of him falling down into the basement just fucking gets yeah. me on every beat that and they choose then it to do.
2: Reprises, it. And then they do it again, and it's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Because of this episode, I always assume that's where the basement door is. And then if you watch the recent Real Jims episode mm. about, you know, the house structure, it really just makes you realize how many times it's just a regular closet. Yeah, that's right. This is the defining moment of that mysterious door to me. It's just the one that I always think of. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's been a bathroom before. And Yeah, we don't
1: talk about that. Um, <laughs> the Billy Beer is kept there. I think that's the only other memory oh, yeah. I have of oh, it. Oh,
0: yeah. And, yeah, the closet of all the references. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It's, a, it's an amazing place, that closet. Mm.
0: I will say, actually, I thought it was kind of weird on this watch where... The method for warming the birds goes from, yeah, use a light bulb to using pies. Like, the light bulb didn't break. Why did they switch to pies? So you can have a pie joke, Elliot.
1: Yeah. Have you I'm ever being... tried moving a very long series of extension cords off a tree back into the kitchen? You can't be bothered. It's easier to make a pie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I deal in audio and music. I'm extension cords are the bane of my existence. And would it
2: kill you to make some coffee?
0: Oh, but actually, Jordan's anal corner. Jordan. Yeah.
2: Sorry, we're gonna do. I'm not gonna do full thing. My voice is gonna happen.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. The extension cords red, and then when Marge says, "Oh, my good gray extension cord," then it's gray from that moment on
1: canonically colorblind in this one episode i think that's <laughs> the fair explanation
0: yeah uh she's exclusively colorblind to red extension cords i'm
2: canonically colorblind
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> um anyway uh what's the next question i put the questionnaire slightly too low so i have to look past my name yes or no would you watch this episode again
1: i would this is one of my favorites of it's easily like my favorite of season 10 i think mm. and you know I consider it as classic, even if I probably shouldn't, but I think um, the Troy McClure kind of, you know, settles uh, it. Yeah, yeah true. That,
2: that's why we're here. Society has an idea of what classic is, and we're here to prove that, that no, classic is what comes from the
0: heart. Mm. And so that means you'd watch it again, BT?
2: Yes, I would, Elliot.
0: And I would too, but, you know, no episode is perfect. Even the cubic zirconias have room for improvement. So, BT, what would you like to change about this episode?
2: Are we going to do a playlist?
0: What playlist would this go Episodes in? Episodes
2: we watch again, we like to think about what playlist. What would pair well with this episode?
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you mentioned Marge Be Not Proud before, mm-hmm. so the Bart Marge yeah, divides.
2: That, that'd be a very good one-two.
1: Uh, one, town two. Over
0: playlist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Homer's Ineffective Punishments. Yeah,
2: just who's weird collection of where he gets various products.
0: Yep, yep. Nelson. Yeah, good Nelson playlist.
2: Also have a, a playlist of ones where Milhouse clearly dies. Yeah. <laughs> so like him jumping off the dam or, you know, uh, when he's all nice doggy to whatever that little creature is. I don't know what it is that hisses and has a I think a it's point. a
0: trilobite.
2: Trilobite's a small... I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, it looks dangerous. Um, <laughs> and this, he just gets, you know, rammed off the go-kart course and the go-kart catches fire.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Big fucking car crashes as well with explosions yep. that probably wouldn't have been that big. <laughs> Yeah, there's a big playlist, which mostly involves Hans Molman, which is scary, the idea that Milhouse might grow up to be Hans Molman with all these. Wow.
1: It's better than growing up to be Kirk.
0: God, True. I suppose. <laughs> but uh, like I was saying before, episodes are not perfect. This one could be an improvement or whatever. BT, what would you like to change about this episode?
2: Hmm, Good question. Um, I would like to watch Earwigs. Ew. Uh, if I could just see that documentary, that would be great. Marge says no kickboxing. Why don't we have some kickboxing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classic, yeah, Homer's uh, suggestions getting shut down. No scissors. And the kickboxing playlist uh, when
1: he thinks Lisa could grow up to be a professional kickboxer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wins the Nobel Prize in kickboxing. That's right.
1: And also, I'm just looking at my notes here. I guess it could also go on the playlist of only X amount of payments until that thing is ours.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those lines that gets reused, like, one day till retirement sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, I'm also going to throw another playlist of dunking on pigeons, because there's this (laughs) one that calls it, like, the sewer rat or whatever, and uh, also in Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2, where Lisa's all like, I'd kiss you if we went swimming with disease. Mm -hmm. Take Uh, that, pigeons.
0: uh, How about you, Diana? What would you like to change about this episode?
1: You know, there it isn't too much, I guess like i i said earlier i think season 10 every episode gets a bit wacky at the end and this one still gets a bit wacky with the whole you know mm. the lizards taking over the whole town <laughs> which is yeah. good but i don't think it goes too off the rails no. i guess yeah you know, it's kind of dated in just nelson's casual homophobia with bart mm. like oh i'm prancing you're gonna marry neilhouse you know it's a product of 1998
2: yeah it's of its era
1: yeah, no, I had much worse uh, growing up in school, so it's not a big deal. It's just you probably wouldn't do that in twenty twenty one, but you know. Yeah, his
2: impersonation of how Bart walks is not even remotely accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's very much that nineties bullies thing, and and it's the character. But yeah, it is like it's a pretty drawn out I guess my problem with the episodes are really at start and it's finished because they just sort of have a means to an end feel about them like the start with the book and all that it's like okay pretty convoluted way to get us to the amusement center but whatever it's fine there's a good smattering of jokes there and mm-hmm. same with the That's end where quick. Yeah, I mean, that's my point about the end as well, with Skinner doing the, you know... the God, wo-
2: that's such a good list.
0: <laughs> yeah, the woman who swallowed the now, frog now. to get rid of the flies.
2: The lizards get rid of the pigeons, we get wave after wave of Chinese needle steaks to get rid of the pigeons, and then we've got to find a certain type of gorilla that thrives on snake meat, and when winter comes, the gorillas just freeze to death.
0: So, it does have this certain feel like they're bailing out at the end of the episode because of that, but... Uh, And especially with the scent and candle. I love
1: that. Especially, ooh, Loganberry. As a Queenslander, um, animals destroying our ecosystem is something I'm used to. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, yeah, David X. Cohen said he was inspired by the whole Cane Toad story with Australia, yeah.
1: I don't know what it's like in New South Wales, but rabbits are illegal as pets here.
0: Oh. Interesting.
1: You're just not allowed to have them because rabbits breed like rabbits, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they're not allowed here and we have the easter bilby which i don't know how big that is down south
2: they tried it it didn't quite land
1: uh it's it's landing slightly better here because if it was the easter bunny we'd have to shoot it on site and kids don't (laughs) like that
0: (laughs) stupid kids wow i didn't know that so yeah finishing off what i'd like to change about it like there are just those clunky moments but even then like i don't hate them and i don't think they're really dragging the episode out too much it's just Mm. sort of like they get us to where we're going and they do it fine. And there's some jokes. It's just technically maybe it could have been done better, but mm. I'm not smart enough yeah, to know The how. only
2: joke like that for me is one that's like, oh, I hate folding sheets. Homer, that's your underwear. Yeah. It's, again, I'm having a good enough time that that one doesn't bother me too much. I mean, I do like, you know, everything around it. all the yelling jokes i really liked so we get away from it pretty quick but if that was you know in an hd era i'd be like
0: yeah and like even the wackiness with the lizards like learning to fly at the end i think that sold really well 100 percent
2: safe like do you know how they they had those wings for gliding yes i hope they didn't know yeah (laughs)
0: it's so good all right we're here diana do you have any other notes
1: yeah uh this episode had some surprisingly good visuals like Mm. Uh, when they're shooting the uh, shooting car, you see it from the perspective of the mirror mm. and it shatters and it looks nice. In the bird watching club, you see the binoculars, but backwards.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there he getting... is off, off in the distance. <laughs> it's so good. Coming off
1: an HD episode, it's just good to see nice visuals, but I mm. feel like even by season 10 standards, there's a few more fun gimmicks with the visuals here than we used to. Yep, mm. And also... When we had the whole montage of Bart, you know, raising the mm-hmm. eggs in the treehouse, it cuts straight from Bart shooting a hose at Snowball 2, yep. and then she runs inside the house, and then it transitions to Homer and Marge. And I just like yeah. it's a really seamless mm. way to go from character A to
0: character B.
2: Yeah, to go from montage back to real yeah, time. Yeah, it could
0: have just been an easy, you know, jump cut. <laughs> and it's done with that solid joke of, yeah, Snowball shaking the water, which mm-hmm. goes on Santa's little helper, which goes on Homer, who then also shakes like an animal because he does. <laughs> oh, wonderful.
2: And yeah, the follow up of, what do you think he's doing in that treehouse? Huh? Drug lab? Drug <laughs> lab? <laughs> oh, really, reading comics. What do I know? <laughs> I don't know and I don't want to know. I'm going to find out.
1: <laughs> I guess Simpsons predicted Breaking Bad is going to
0: be the next headline going <laughs> online. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, BT? Any other notes?
2: As always, I'm a fastidious note taker. I do like at the batting cage. Homer's like the first ball. He's like, ooh, ball one. Ooh, ball two. This idiot's going to walk me. Yeah. Uh, and just the animation of him lying down and him slowly being rolled as the mm. balls slam into him is just, it gets me. It's funny.
0: The one bit of animation from there that always stuck with me is where, yeah, Homer's dropped the bat and it's like, oh, I, why I order? And the ball just directly hits him yeah, dead on that, on the index finger. And that
2: finger. is just a little Cracking like, Mm. oh, that sounded like a hurt.
0: Yeah, that reminded me of when I used to play rugby league as a teenager and no shit, every game I'd stub my finger like that on the ball when trying to catch it. And it's one of the reasons I gave up. It's like, no, I care about bass playing way more than this shit. Mm
1: -hmm. Did they use the uh, Homer being hit by baseball scene in the clip show on the last episode? Oh, I'm going to look that up probably Because that belongs there much more than, you know, hundreds of clones falling down.
2: Exactly. Uh, 100%. Um, I also like when Homer's helping Marge with the laundry, he's like, here, I balled up all the socks. It's just like, oh, God, what have you done?
0: That's what I do. I I don't have... Yeah,
2: I've seen how you handle tea towels.
0: I don't pair my socks. I just ball them up and just, I have sock pile. And yeah, same with tea towels. Why fold them? I'm just going to make them messy again, too. You? Why wash them? You're going
1: to make them messy again.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, just Lisa's quick rant of, one, they don't have beaks. Two, they don't have feathers. And three, they are clearly lizards.
0: <laughs> Wonderful.
2: Yep. And I think, I oh know when Skinner's all like, okay, that's exactly one moment. Just staring at his watch. It's mm-hmm. good. And uh, just his uh, relinquish the lizards part. I said relinquish. Mm. A good word to like try and overemphasize like that.
0: Yeah, Skinner uh, becomes a great villain in this episode.
2: Even he's doing his civic duty, as he said. Yeah. Just, I like they pepper in that little bit of villainy by saying the law says you have to kill them as quickly and gruesomely as possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I can confirm this clip wasn't used in that. Oh, come in... On. So Stupid the fuck. last
1: episode took place in the Clone Simpsons canon timeline, but not mm-hmm. the Bat the Mother timeline. That's. That's officially how it goes. Um, yeah,
2: because after you know, Ocarina of Time, the timeline splits into three.
0: <laughs> and yeah, my final notes, the amusement park had a sign out the front that would said, as seen on When Disasters Happened 4. Mm-hmm. Very good joke. Some of the other prizes you can get at the Fun Zone are thumbtacks, rubber bands, and an ice cube. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: You can't can't do ice cubes in Queensland. They melt too quickly.
0: No.
2: (laughs) No, not these days with kids.
0: Three tickets will get you a puddle in Queensland. (laughs) and oh yeah nelson just cooking a whole carrot while he hums the simpsons theme another odd moment that i'm like kind of like the lovejoy thing it's like i don't know why this is here but it amuses me
2: yeah no i think it works for bart's isolation because marge has left him okay fine play with your hoodlum friend yeah nelson's already forgotten he was there and it's just like oh he's on his own and then he has to go back and look at the nest and yeah yeah
1: and it would have been the ad break as well and if you can't make a joke just put a song in that's (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, that's
1: what you do
0: Well it's time to rank this thing uh, Diana you picked this episode You get the privilege of going first on the rankings It's
1: not a privilege to go first on an episode Where I'm this split um, <laughs> <laughs> My heart and brain are Thinking very different things right now mm-hmm. But uh, like, this is one of my Favourites of its particular Era and I love Marjorie Not Proud and this reminds mm-hmm. Me of it but you know there are still Nine seasons before this so it's not At the top I guess it has to be gold it's it's good, it's like the best of season 10, but you know, season 10 isn't the highest bar in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, having said that, I'm actually going cubic on this one. Thank I, God. <laughs> I think this one is an essential watch. And even though it is like Marge Be Not Proud diet, like mm-hmm. light, I just have such a good time with this one and those clunky moments really don't mean anything when I think this is actually an essential episode to watch in the in the entire series run. So yeah, proudly giving this one a cubic. How about you, BT? Uh, I'm
2: going to go with the gold. I had a good time. I, the heart for this one really lands and I like that it's genuinely heart through expression and action without really beating you over the head with it. Um, and yeah, I have a good time. I got some laughs. And third thing. Sing a song. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, this will be a shiny gold, and it'll be the fourth episode from season 10 to get the shiny gold award. It'll also be joining Treehouse of Horror 9, Wild Barts Can't Be Broken. It's the we know all your secrets. Oh, nice. And Sunday Cruddy Sunday, with the football episode oh, with no football in it. Or Dolly pardon oh, there's plenty of Dolly Parton.
2: No, but there's no singing is what I meant. Mm. I was trying to shortcut that entire bit and now we've explained it all and we're just eating up
0: time.
1: There is egg magic. I think that <laughs> <laughs> thinks are good.
0: <laughs> you should have known it's the great egg, egg magic. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time we move on to our Classic Era episode and a bit of a somewhat controversial one. Mm. i the like- one where Bart genocide's a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Days Those D-
2: happy little elves had it coming
0: <laughs> uh, No, we're going to go watch Season 5's Secret of a Successful Marriage I knew you'd yeah. do this Because
1: um, <laughs> you said on the last episode Considering the classic episode we're doing,
0: nice little breadcrumb I dropped I in there. I was
1: really mm-hmm. hoping you had already done this episode, and I forgot it because I don't want to say anything bad about season five, <laughs> but <laughs> I might you have know, to.
0: <laughs> well, in a way, I've done this episode because yeah, I reviewed this with pods in the key of Springfield. Mm.
2: That's like so. there going. I'm sure we did this on one I missed because I remember you talking about Jerk House Homer.
0: Yeah, no, that's on a different pod feed. So, yeah, we can cut you out of this episode and just put your old something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jiminy Jillikers. <laughs> All right, let's go do that. We will be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic era episode. And this was season five, episode 22 Secrets of a Successful Marriage. First released in May of 1994, it was directed by Carlos Beza, written by Greg Daniels, of the Office fame, Parks and Rec as well. Uh, Anyway, in this episode, everyone knows this episode, uh, Homer becomes a teacher and then divulges all secrets about Marge and Marge kicks him out and then the ending kind of sucks. Hey, what do we think? It's really good, the ending kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, it starts off well and Mm. it doesn't end as well.
0: (laughs) It's such a fucking bummer.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's the opposite of the first episode we discussed, <laughs> mm. where this front loads its best material at the beginning.
0: Yeah. So, like, I do think this episode definitely deserves dissection. Where mm. my format in my podcast comes undone, though, is going to be in the rankings, because yeah. I don't know, even at the moment, how to actu- accurately reflect my feelings on this one.
1: Mm -hmm. I have my answer in my head, but it still feels wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've tried to put them all through my head and none of them feel right.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. This is why we have the discussion.
1: You need more ratings on your thing. You need a hundred point scale so I can (laughs) accurately put in where it belongs.
2: It's like, sure, you've said gold, but how many carrots is that gold? (laughs)
0: Well, see, that's the problem with any linear scale, is that I think this episode really defies that. Whereas most episodes, yeah, I can comfortably put one to six. Mm. Which box does it fall in? This one, it deserves, like, an esoteric ranking.
2: It deserves discussion. You, the ranking is listen to the podcast. You yeah. Because we've all had rankings before where we've, where we've said, I'm going to give this a silver with a big fucking asterisk next to it. Because yeah. there's some parts I really like, but they don't work because of this reason or vice versa. It's a complicated one, so thank God you're listening, listener.
0: Yeah, Diana, we'll start out with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you?
1: I will just say because I'm going to rail into it harder. I'll start with something good. Um, <laughs> there have been a lot of memes made from this episode. Oh, yeah. There's the fly girl thing, uh, the you know I can't believe it's not butter thing, where mm-hmm. is that? And then there's like the Homer and Mo thing, where yeah. yeah, like this episode inspired most of my Facebook feed, and <laughs> it's weird to think about because individually I know all these are from this episode but I guess I don't think of it as a collective
0: no, especially because the Mo teaching the funk self-defence <laughs> class. It's just, it's so unMo. It's also not Mo in this episode who... But
2: that's why it's so damn funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, changes gears within the episode. But of course you adore this bit. It rules. Yeah. It rules so hard. Some
2: dissing your fly girl.
0: <laughs> and yeah, a pretty good dancer and then a very terrifying shotgun. Then not builder. only does
2: he pull a shotgun out of hammer space, but he somehow fires three times from a double barrel. <laughs> so, uh...
0: I'm guessing the double barrel means you can only fire f- once from each barrel. That's the one. I do not know guns.
2: You need to play more first-person shooters. Or don't, it's fine. You don't need to know this information. Just live
0: in America. <laughs>
2: yeah, that might be my American heritage speaking out there. Yep. You ain't get that many shots from a box buckshot there, kiddo. <laughs>
0: Jordan's I am so sorry, all our American listeners. I'm
2: allowed to do it. That was offensive, dude. Whoops. I come from hillbilly blood. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, the meme culture around this episode and um, yeah, especially the no, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No one can. <laughs> wow. Good impression. He's got that particular lisp that like I associate with Joan Cusack. Yeah. Yeah. But one of my favourite memes that come out of the uh, No, You Can't Mr. Simpson guy is the one that's like, I can make a two-panel comic within one panel, (laughs) and then just nothing after that. It's like, ah! Brilliant. 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 So yeah, Simpsons bought posting on Facebook. Uh, go check them out and subscribe to the Simpsons Index while you're there. And Why check
1: not? out Tenuous and Obscure Simpsons, which I am a moderator of and have been for ages.
0: Oh, I don't know that one.
1: It's just a Facebook group where you post things that make you think of a Simpsons, but, mm-hmm. you know, aren't direct screenshots. So All right. there are plenty of examples that I'm blanking on right now. <laughs> but yeah. someone, for example, saw something and it said Mill Pool, but it was like an actual... An actual brand or something.
0: Uh-huh. Oh wow! It's just things like that. If anyone's passed by the real life uh, tragic moments party supplies or whatever that was <laughs> down the street of um, uh,
1: painful
2: memories party supplies. Painful
0: memories, yeah, <laughs> down the street of uh, relevant shop fronts. Mm-hmm. What do we call it?
2: Love that street in The Simpsons.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, How about you, BT? What stands out to you for better or worse?
2: I'm also going to dive straight into this one. I'm going to mention the part that is really kind of a a good example of why this is a difficult episode to review. That's going to be right towards the end where Marge is all, you know, Homer's been accepted back into the house and Marge is like, I've got a special present for you too, but I'll give it to you later. Mm. And then Homer has the admittedly hilarious line of, oh, but I want it now. I want the kids to see. It's like... It's just hilarious because, again, it's that golden retriever moment of, oh, no, I want all excitement and not kind of decoding her message. The problem, of course, being that she's only literally just forgiving him from all the awful things and is already basically rewarding his behavior with sex. And it's like, I I mean, I love the joke, but it's also kind of what makes this one uncomfortable to think about. It's that basically homer is a selfish dick the entire time and all it takes is a you know very sad apology but that's it he suffers no repercussions Mm. and weirdly it makes it reminds me of later on i don't know what season it is it's one of our most hated episodes the one where homer puts marge in the driver's seat after he crashes the car drunk And then the end of that episode is, oh, okay, honey, I'll give up clear liquors just for you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. You're such a great man. It's like, no, this is a problem. He's done something awful and there needs to be something for that. I get that it's a subversion of the expectation that when the whole, you know, you need to give Marge something that no one else can, that he's like, no, it's complete and utter dependence. And that's the joke, but it still just feels kind of gross
0: yeah uh we may as well just get get into this part of the episode. i've thrown us in the deep end, yeah, um, so if it's sort of not clear to people why this ending sucks,
2: if it's been a while and you don't quite remember,
0: yeah, or if you took it as an endearing thing that yeah, Homer is nothing without Marge, that's the exact problem. It's the kind of verbal abuse that's like without you, I'll kill myself essentially. And that's what makes this really uncomfortable and it's so difficult to reconcile because Mm -hmm. this is, it's an abusive thing to say. Well, it's,
2: I mean, the best light you can shine on it is that he's codependent and she's enabling that. Yeah. That's a problem. And yeah, maybe we're taking a cartoon too seriously, but this is what we do. Shut up.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with everything. I This is an episode I like when I watch it and then Mm. I come away hating it yeah
2: yeah it's the one where you, you pick it apart like hang on that's a bit fucked
1: like i think quite little of this episode if you were to ask me like you bumped into me on the street somehow and said what do you think of this episode um i would say oh it's not that great because x y z but when i'm watching it it's very funny and i kind of forget how toxic it is and then the toxic stuff comes out later and i just this shouldn't be on a linear scale <laughs>
0: No, it shouldn't. And like, there is a pivot point in this episode where for me, it stops becoming a fun ride. And especially it starts being obvious that, you know, there's a lot of jerk ass Homer going on in this. And that is when he's like, has the pivot as a teacher, uh, where he starts divulging the secrets from that moment on, this episode stops becoming charming, endearing and funny. And yeah, I think you perfect word there, Diana Toxic.
2: Yeah, there's a part where, like, he obviously does it by mistake when he's, like, trying to replace the names, and I do like the, again, I love the joke of, uh, oh, let's just call them Mr. X and Mrs. Y. So the man would say, Marge, if this doesn't get your motor running, my, my name isn't Homer J. Simpson, giving it away by pure accident. And I, I love the joke, but then later when you've got lines like, okay, everyone read chapters 7 through 18 of Lisa's Diary. Yeah. Again. Joke is good, but that kind of reveals that how purposefully it became that it's gone from him yes. accidentally divulging secrets to very purposely doing it.
1: I think the turning point, because I, I know that everything Homer did previously was wrong, and the first couple times it was you know a bit of an accident, there was peer pressure, whatever. I think when it becomes unforgivable is when the entire class is there watching them eat dinner. Yeah, that is that's a whole different level of it gets too far.
0: Yep. Yeah, because then he's ignoring Lisa's concerns, and again, like you are saying, BT, I like the joke, but then the repercussions and the understanding of it makes it worse, where Bart goes, oh yeah, we yeah threw mail down in the <laughs> quarry, and it's like, what, you double status, us? Yeah. Yeah, in the sewer, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's funny, but then, yeah, Homer's physically abusing his son in front of all these people and trying to brush over it. It's like, oh, this guy's a monster.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you could, I would largely forgive that scene simply because this is where he gets the most repercussions for his actions. Lisa gets mad at him. The class sees he is actually bad at this. It's all kind of falling apart. And then Marge kicks him out. It's just the follow up of what the consequences to that are Mm. is, is weak and it's not good enough for giving a sense of closure to this.
0: Yeah. And what stands out to me from this episode, look, I think we're going to have some funny things to say about it, but oh yeah, I, I find
2: think my notes are very positive.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially in the front half. But I will say, despite all the toxic stuff, I think this episode is actually guilty of a lot of things that we don't like about modern Simpsons and some of the obvious joke telling. And I'll tell more as we go, but one of the examples that really stands out to me is like the Otto going oh, uh, is any of this on the test? Because I wasn't paying attention. Like, it's just this sort of obvious joke telling. And even, like, when Homer goes, I'll never blab about anything to get, and Ned pops his head out, oh, Marge is just annoyed because I blabbed about her elbow thing. Like, it's this sort of joke telling that I'm like, this isn't well-crafted.
2: I would say the Ned bit is. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Like, just... Also, how easily and just organically, because naturally Ned would poke out his head. It wasn't, you know, it feels like Modern Simpsons would have Smithers walking past and going, mm. "Oh, what's going on here?" Mr. Burns is trying to sleep two streets over, and he's incredibly sensitive because of his new earworm medicine. You know, that kind of ridiculous, whereas sure. just at least comes about organically.
1: No, a Modern Simpsons episode would be like, "Wow, Jeff Bezos, what are you doing?" <laughs> <in the dream? laughs>
0: 'Cause that guy needs another paycheck.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he just retired. Um he <laughs> he's making slightly less billions.
0: Um Good uh, for him. he needs to relax. He can only have five yachts. <laughs>
2: He'll well, to... I mean they're the kind of yachts you fit yachts in though. Mm. So
0: yacht yachts. Mm. Yacht truck. <laughs>
2: like Sorry, he's got yacht truck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yacht truck truck. Yep. Um and even like don't try eating these so called chips, it's like ugh, that one's pretty heavy. Try harder and even some of the Homer's slow stuff, I didn't really vibe with.
2: I think I'm pretty sure I went with all that. Yeah? Yeah. Come on. Just, especially the something said, not good. Don't yell at Homer. No, that's fine.
0: See, I could buy that one, but then the extended bit with the family where he's chuckling to himself at the whole thing, it's like, uh, fucking get on with it.
1: <laughs> with the initial something said, not good, it just mm-hmm. implies Homer's brain is completely off during the rest of the poker game. And mm-hmm. I feel like they'd be yelling at him more, especially Mo. Yeah. Like, unless that was the very last hand that was dealt.
0: Yeah, there's some w- weird implications about that, which I guess makes the pull-out and reveal of Lenny and his like, 90 and everything mm-hmm. so funny, but yeah.
1: It was mm-hmm. before he started living in that really crap house.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Circumstances change, you know.
0: He lost a few poker hands, let's yep. just assume. Don't St- tell people how he lives. Stupid homo winning when he's not realising. That's funny. But how about the wackiness of this episode? What are some of the more cartoony moments that stood out to y'all?
1: Like Homer falling apart so quickly (laughs) and it only being a day. Like, that's wacky.
0: Yeah, see, to me, that's another one of these two stupid jokes where it had only been a day. I was like... 100%
2: worth it though like I love the smash cat where he's all standing outside and his long speech of maybe I'll drop you a line wherever I land in this topsy-turvy smash cut especially his expression as he's leaning out the treehouse door
0: see I love all that but like the one day that was just like I think a week would have been funnier
2: no I I like it because we as an audience don't have a point of context and so to be given that one suddenly Mm. I think it would lose humour over time maybe but in that initial first watch you would have been like damn
0: yeah
1: also, you know, there were multiple uh, issues with driving through red lights.
0: Um. <laughs> that was my big, yeah, that was my big note of wackiness. Just Homer's glee that he's just bragging about this to anyone <laughs> and everyone. Yeah, because
2: again, it's a very golden retriever moment of, look, yeah. I, I've got a stick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even Mrs. Hoover just going along, oh, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> just plowing. Oh. Mm-hmm. So fucking funny and yeah uh, of course yeah it's a felony to tease the order box
2: (laughs) and especially the button on the like that whole first ad break is amazing mostly just because for anyone playing at home this ends on the crusty Burger box going wait i need closure on that anecdote yeah like all that happens in the span of maybe what five seven
0: maybe it's a wonderful first act Mm -hmm. and yeah all the different classes as well uh what was your favorite class diana
1: I like the uh, how to eat an orange class, mm-hmm. <laughs> the absurdity of it, but also, you know, just the coincidence that it is like a marriage. Just yeah. eat that damn orange. But when I was younger, I hated this episode because, you know, people were in like too many classes at once. But if things are happening at different times, like Lenny mm-hmm. teaches his class from like six till seven and then Homer's class is seven till eight or something. Oh, this yeah. implies everyone has really busy days. There are so few Springfieldians, they all double dip into like two or three classes.
0: It is a good point, though, because, yeah, we see a lot of the same characters from Lenny's class in Homer's class. And then Homer starts his class by redirecting someone who was meant to be in the tobacco class. Uh, I assume there were just multiple tobacco classes. It's such a popular (laughs) thing. It's like, you know.
2: I would also enjoy uh, learning how to make that "ting" sound.
0: Yep. Getting it right in the spittoon or cospador. Spittoon. Get out
2: of here with your fancy (laughs) cospadors.
0: I only know that word because of Bart from the season one episode where he's Toreador, don't uh, spit on the floor, use a cospidor, that's what it's for. Um,
1: uh, I have heard that line so many times and had no idea what it meant. <laughs> I never bothered to look it up or apply
0: critical thinking, so thank you. Who says you can't learn nothing from the Simpsons Index? Uh,
2: yep, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the Simpsons, and I'll be ah. Uh... A yeah. podcast about The Simpsons. You already beat me to it.
0: A spreadsheet about The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. That's also a podcast. Mm. Yeah, so like I said, kind of light on the wacky moments, but yeah, all that spittoon stuff is great. Oh, and I love the guy who gets redirected as well. He spits. It's like, down the hall. Thank you, and spits, spits again. again.
3: <laughs>
0: it's a great button on that joke. But I mean, how about the emotional moments? Did we cover it all? Is there some more heart that we want to mention?
2: Um I do like Lisa coming to see Homer and first of all the joke of that he's made a plant version of March. Yeah. Oh, God, that gets me every time. Just how manic he is, especially when he gets the pudding. He's like, oh, your flesh mother used to bring me pudding.
0: Flesh mother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, outside of context, terrifying. In context, hilarious. But just, you know, her point of, you know, there's a reason two people come together, and so they give each other something that no one else can. This is the potential moment of, you know, driving a good heart at the end. It doesn't go that way, but at this point with Lisa giving in the advice, yeah.
0: Lisa gets to be a... Um... I don't know if it's the right word, but in an interesting catalyst in this episode in that she's very hyper aware of the emotions and what's at stake right now.
2: Well, she's dealt with this a lot because every time mom and dad fight, she puts adds to her string ball in the in the attic.
0: I'm trying to think if I like this joke or not. It's so bleak. <laughs>
2: it is, but wacky bleak.
0: And Snowball dies. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then at the end where Lisa reinforces now, <laughs> don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bleakness to that as well, but. Maybe effective with her character, I don't know.
2: Yeah, again, if there was the undercurrent that there were more consequences for Homer, like mm. Lisa saying, don't screw this one up, because it's like she remembers all the things you did wrong, yeah, it would have landed a lot better,
0: but uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. What do you reckon, Did Any other emotional moments?
1: It was emotional for the first half of it before you realised it was a joke, but when Marge is driving, and do you think she's having those memories <laughs> yeah. of Homer... It really does feel like an emotional moment. But then Mm -hmm. when you think about it, you realize Marge was hearing Homer's voice and didn't realize that (laughs) the how thoughts happen.
2: Just (laughs) through a cardboard tube. I I like that they're playing on their own bits. They've done this, you know, drive down the ironic street part and have the echoing thought. I really love the joke of them knowing that this is what the audience expects and finding a great way to undermine it.
0: This episode, I do like its pull-out and reveal jokes, mm-hmm. like and especially where, um, you know, Homer's already talked about the class that he talks in bed with Marge, mm-hmm. and it's so close in on Homer, but then yeah, it turns out he's at the speaker box. That's <laughs> yeah, there's some great pullback and reveals here.
1: I am really hoping that one of the things Homer didn't teach in his class was how he pulls out and reveals it to Marge. I hope Ba-dum. that didn't come out.
0: <laughs> oh, ah, this
2: has been cock talk.
0: <laughs> wrong podcast. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of the Simpsons? How's the character integrity?
2: I mean, yeah, integrity is like, this is a weird fusion of Golden Retriever Homer to jerk-ass Homer, mm. which very rarely happens, but when he's Golden Retriever, it's it's vintage.
0: Yeah, I hate to say it, unfortunately feels in character for Mudge, it's not a good thing though.
2: No, and again, I think part of the problem now is that we've seen her do this so many times, if it had been once, it would be okay, that's the joke, but to do it again and again it becomes a problem that when you go back and revisit this one, that's probably one of the first ones where she does just forgive him offhand and all's forgiven and it's all's well that ends well. It just, it doesn't sit right.
0: Yeah, what do you reckon, Diana? Does this feel like the the classic Simpsons in the classic era?
1: Yes, but it has all the baggage associated Mm. with that too. Classic Simpsons is great, you know, 99% of the time, (laughs) and then Mm, you get those moments. Something that really did remind me of just how, you know, what the writer's room were like was the how to turn a man into putty joke. And it Mm. was just, do you get it? Patty and Selma are unattractive. They are Mm. kind of fat and hairy. Mm. So, you know, you get a lot of the good and bad. Yeah. This isn't what I would say. And spoilers, this isn't an essential episode. Uh, It doesn't have all the ingredients, but it has most of them and they're adequately prepared.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think there's a much better way to do, if you want to have them uh, be turned off by Patty and Selma, I think of the moment where she um, ties a cigarette in a knot with her tongue. It's like, ew. Yeah. (laughs) That's...
0: Yeah, because yeah, it's not about her being, you know, her physical shape, which she, yeah, it's to a her, certain degree can't help.
2: Yeah, it's her thinking this is hot, but it's like, oh, there's just going to be so much ash in your mouth now. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs>
1: um, I like that when Homer was outside, he was scared of the crickets. <laughs> yeah. I there did there like are that crickets joke. Out here. Uh, Homer needed all the humanizing he could get
0: <laughs> at mm. that very moment. <laughs> No, I do like that because, yeah, this is the kind of sound effects that just sort of sit in the background and you wouldn't notice. And it's just like, Ooh, it's like yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, but yes or no, would you watch this episode again?
2: I would. I mean, the jokes are solid. I do have very weird feelings about the storytelling of it. But also there's something to be said, the thing I'm kind of struggling with this is what, season five? Five. Yeah. Because the Simpsons when it started was a subversion of like all family sitcom tropes. So to have the whole, you know, absolute dependence thing, I feel like would have landed a lot more at the time, and it's only really in retrospect that it becomes the issue we're discussing here. But I mean, damn, the joke Joe telling this one's really good.
1: Mm. I would gladly watch twenty minutes of it. (laughs) And then I'd be too lazy to turn it off before I get to the ending. (laughs) but I wouldn't want to watch that ending.
0: <laughs> no, we've talked about this as a concept of an episode before. You know, we've got the laundry playlist, we've got the hangover playlist, but this is the one where get up and make some lunch at some point during the watch.
2: Just just hand draw a different ending. <laughs>
0: Just, yeah, go find something to distract yourself with, because there are some absolute classic moments in this mm-hmm. one. You know, this might not be an essential episode, spoilers, but there are some <laughs> cubic zirconia jokes in this one.
2: Oh, yeah, that uh, that opening act is cubic for me.
0: Mm. So, we might watch it again, so we like to consider what playlist we might put this in. What are some episodes that would pair well with this one?
2: Uh, ironic Street Driving.
0: Oh, uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The Streetcar
1: Playlist. With the Smithers? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I also, I completely forgot about it, so it got to surprise me this time when she's all, make love to me the way you used to. She goes, no. <laughs> just hits the on the word no. It's just kind of gets me.
0: Yeah, one of those things where I don't know the direct reference, I read it, it's like Tennessee Williams or something
2: streetcar street name. Oh, it is Streetcar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, that thing, they parody all the <laughs> time.
1: Sorry. <laughs> it's one of the four movies they put in every episode. Yeah. Citizen, <laughs> Citizen Kane, Kane. Godfather. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: I know the most niche playlist you can make, oh, yeah. and I double-checked, and the episode that I'm pairing it with is the episode directly after this both oh. this and bard of darkness have a plant dying and the person uh, reacting right. as if they died
2: <laughs> excellent i like it wow uh my other playlist was pairs with the previous one uh the homer's undies playlist
0: mentions of homer's undies mm-hmm. this
1: also goes in marge dies her hair playlist uh with that mm-hmm. really shit episode where yep. she's got gray hair
0: blue and the gray a bt's review out on patreon we'll get to that later mm. <laughs> Um, BT, what would you like to change about this episode?
2: All right. So the best idea I have so far is at the end, instead of, you know, Marge can take Homer back, but then let's wrap it up. Instead of having the family sit around the table and have that whole sex joke, have them in a class of, like, communication. That can be a callback to people running various classes. It can be run by Ned Flanders, and that will show Homer having improvement. And sure, it's not a joke, but it gives a better sense of, Homer actually has learned a lesson here other than oh, I'm back in the house and everything's fine now and I'm the center of the universe. Mm. And plus it ties back into people teaching classes. So that's what I got. Elliot, how about
0: you? Um, I'll ask Diana first. Oh, I see. What, what would you like to change? I mean, the ending, obviously.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, but really, other than the ending, not too much. Like It's funny. And I can even forgive all the shit Homer does if the episode really mm. portrays it as as bad as it should be.
2: Yeah, I think that's my yeah. main problem, too. It's not that it's unforgivable, it's just that the episode had to give him more, you know, comeuppance, more retribution and all that. Not retribution, redemption.
0: Yeah, that's sort of where I'm stuck. Like, there's a part of me that wants Marge to tell him I need you to live in the treehouse for a bit longer. I don't know why, and I don't know what that could lead to. Again,
2: just consequence.
0: Yeah. I guess I just want Marge to have a lot more agency in this because I feel like she's she's so justified in her anger here. Mm -hmm. And it just, for me, yeah, her character is really let down by this story. And that it's played for this emotional beat as well. And... And Lisa's line at the end, don't screw it up. That should be her line. Like, yeah, I, ultimately I don't have a concrete answer for this one. It's it's not as obvious to me. All right, we're here. Diana, do you have any other notes?
1: Yeah, um, at the very beginning, there was some surprisingly good lighting when they're playing poker. It yeah. was done really well. And they even had some pretty good lighting when Homer was sitting at home. And even like when Homer's tattered rags were caught on the coffee table, they kind of went to the effort to animate it close up.
0: Yeah, we paused and rewatched this a bit. Uh, it, does it look weird to you as well? The... It does, and it has
1: always looked weird. I feel like there's frames missing, but they still yeah. went to the effort.
0: Yeah, I compared it to it's like when you watch a slow-mo replay of something that wasn't filmed with a slow-motion camera. But yeah, like you said, kind of felt like there were frames missing
1: you know, back then they weren't expecting people to watch these episodes 20, 30 years Mm. later on DVD and...
0: On Reaper, I know, that
2: part has always stuck out to me as looking weird since, you know, syndication, so.
0: Yeah. But also, yeah, that coffee table bogs me as well. Like, I mean, like, getting over the fact that they've never had this particular coffee table Mm. with upturned spikes on Mm -hmm. and but no person should have this coffee table. I know, clearly not. To be
2: fair, they do animate it being like that before he gets caught on it like yeah. when Murray walks in yeah i agree obviously they got rid of it because it's a tremendous hazard for a house with a baby in it
0: thank you yes that's my point yeah uh, any other notes diana
1: i do like the two jackets joke
0: where <laughs> i
1: misunderstood what he had to do with his jackets i like the whole everything is a sin have you read this book yeah.
0: technically we're not allowed to go to the bathroom
1: that is accurate yeah,
2: <laughs> it's in there. There's something about not, you know, defecating within city limits. Ah. Uh, so everyone's a sinner.
1: <laughs> I liked, you know, when Homer walked back in on Mo and Marge, you know, Mo was panicking and Homer just said, bye, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Especially
2: when he jumped out the window. Sorry, there's another playlist, jumping out the window playlist. Oh, yep,
1: yep. And this is a note more about this podcast and the episode. But every episode you picked is from a season like that's half the other one. We went from twenty to oh. ten to five.
0: I was wondering if anyone had noticed that one. I, I
1: that was that's literally my first note. <laughs> on this thing.
0: Uh, BT, any other notes?
2: Uh, let's see. I do like Mo's uh, choking on my own rage here, mostly because that's what I get in my brain when I'm choking on my own rage. Yeah. When Homer asks the family, "Do you think I'm slow?" I like Bart and Lisa's reply of, "Bah, oh, snap. No.
0: Snare is such a good word. I know Jekyll absolutely loved it when we reviewed it.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great. It...
0: And just while we're in that section as well, Marge goes, Oh, it's not like you go to museums and read books or anything. Uh, neither of which I do, guys. Am I slow? Huh. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. BT, plow on.
2: When I learn something new, it always pushes something old out of my head. Remember that I took that home winemaking course and I forgot how to drive? And it's a great example of the Simpsons and how. So, uh, you were drunk. And
0: how. I love and how. Mm-hmm. So, Diana, you're pointing out, you know, I know too much about HD era Simpsons. I really do worry what I've pushed out just to ke- <laughs> keep this knowledge in there.
2: It's not how brains work, I think. Um. I- Weird bit, but I actually quite liked it of when he's talking to the guy who's organising the classes. It's like, my wife said this was a good idea. It's like, oh, you're married, are you? He's like, well, depends. Is there another way to get this job? <laughs> it's like, and also his follow-up of, no. Oh,
0: I'll pair this with Last Exit to Springfield where Homer thinks Burns is hitting on him. <laughs>
2: uh, Yep, tweed patches on a leather jacket. <laughs> Ruined two perfectly good jackets.
0: Such a great line delivery.
2: And again, a, a part that wouldn't work if it wasn't a well-structured episode is when he has no idea what to teach. It's just um Mm. mm, no talking uh i think that really works even though it is a long dead silence miss kraboffle being a smart woman that makes bad choices and lionel hutch just leaning in right after saying i'm a real user of women Uh, see
0: to me this was another one of those obvious joke telling moments which i'm like "Eh." i just feel
2: it's a good portrayal of who these characters much like in the last one where it was all these characters does not really make sense for these characters to be in this one bird watching class but they're all there to deliver like a good line from them i feel like it was just a good kind of bringing together of the ensemble cast
0: yeah it was in character i'll give mm-hmm. it
2: that uh homer's full jack nicholson rants of various jack nicholson movies <laughs> is really really good especially to end with marge just grabbing him going, don't tell personal secrets yes ma'am mm. what would have been hard but becomes actually kind of anti heart in retrospect is when marge is like you just don't get it do you and they, he, he doesn't and then he kind of never does which is what turns it into anti-heart um. Let's see. It's the pudding. putting, the pudding. it's the pudding. At the pudding. it's the pudding. At the pudding.
0: The pudding, the pudding. Excellent vocal warm-up exercise. Now I gotta
2: remember that one. <laughs> Just Homer looking at the picture frame. And they're like, oh, why didn't I take a picture? That got me. That gets me every time. Uh, it to- is
1: weird that he had a photo frame with him <laughs> in the treehouse. Like, even if he took yeah. a
0: photo, um. Yeah. Why would you have it in the treehouse? <laughs> oh yeah, because he kind of got kicked out and like, yeah, just I guess. Bought yeah. A photo
2: for, I don't know, it's again that subversion for a joke that sure, it doesn't make it 100% sense, but I laughed. And that is all my notes, so I'll you, Neil.
0: Yeah, I only have a couple more notes that oh, hum hmm, hmm, just went on way too long and like, I was excited because yeah, this episode started out with the very abbreviated intro sequence, I'm like, All right. Uh, A lot of episode. Yeah, but it was making room for a lot of these slow, drawn-out jokes. But, yeah. The obvious joke, again, of the Webster's Dictionary defines wedding as the process of removing weeds. And line deliveries as well. I do like Moe's delivery of uh, declaring my intentions to move (laughs) in on Homer's territory. Like, he's just... I like this outwardly gross Mo that's not like the... Not
2: this creepy bushes one. The one who's just... Eh, uh, you know, it's been long enough. I'm going to walk in.
0: Sorry,
1: I was just double-checking something online. According to someone who wrote on the Simpsons wiki, mm-hmm. apparently this was the first episode to express Moe's feelings
0: towards Marge. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Or Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> that would
2: make more sense, seeing as he keeps getting a name wrong later.
0: Yeah. Ah. Uh. And yeah, another well that the Simpsons would draw way too much on, draw
2: well past the point of any water being in that well.
0: Mm. All right, now it's the unenviable task of ranking this thing. Beta, you're going first.
2: Well, on my untarnished record of always being right, I am gonna give this a gold. It's
0: wow, really.
2: It's the opening is so good, and it does have its problems, but it's one where uh, I, I, part of me wants to say that that was, you know part of the simpsons effort to be subversive of the uh sitcom drama and the fact that it doesn't land now is you know product of its time that kind of thing and also i feel like a lot of this episode does a lot to What's what I want here? D- dives for its jokes, basically. So we were discussing while you were out of the room that uh, why does Homer go to the treehouse and not go to Barney's or a motel or something like that? And the idea is it's just funnier. So mm. there's a lot where it is just funnier, even if it doesn't serve the story exactly, which actually kind of makes me want to take it down a little bit.
0: Yeah, excellent. <laughs> like I mean, you it's, gave it's...
1: the same ranking to Bart the mother.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> Do you want them to have the same ranking?
2: Oh, what I want is not a part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, me just saying that there makes me want to drive it down to a silver. Uh, let me sit on this for a little bit.
1: Alright, uh,
0: Diana, what do you reckon?
1: Uh, it has to be a silver. If BT keeps it as a gold, you need to put in the spreadsheet, it's fool's gold,
0: because this <laughs> this does not deserve a
1: gold ranking. Uh, you know, saying
2: that makes me want to make it gold even more. <laughs>
1: you can put, the first act can be like cubic, and then you, you know, mm. progressively get worse and worse, and... It sits like a bronze territory for a bit, and then the final minute, you know, is below that. <laughs> but no, I think overall it is silver. It is funny. The story isn't good, but you're enjoying yourself while it's happening, I guess.
0: Yeah, like, this was a very hard one for me to come to terms with because, yeah, I agree. There's at moments where this episode is a cubic, there's at moments mm-hmm. where it's not a failure. So, like... If there was a way that, yeah, if we had six people reviewing this, if everyone <laughs> gave every ranking, I'd be like, yeah, that works for me. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. But look, I think silver is kind of the correct answer because of the strength of some of the jokes, but the weakness of the story. But honestly, like a lot of these jokes weren't landing for me this time. And yeah, I'm, this is a long drawn out way of me saying that, yeah, I'm going bronze on this one. Right. I just like, even though I think silver's the correct answer for me personally, this just had such a bronzy feel. Mm. and you've sat with your gold you're really sticking with that
2: first of all don't give me that face (laughs) i invented that face uh no during my own rambling speech earlier i managed to talk myself down when i said so many of the jokes uh work for the purposes of subversion they tend up tend to end up undermining the actual plot so i'm moving down to a silver for that
0: well now you're continuing your streak of always being right at least yeah
2: Again, I've never made a mistake, Elliot. When will you get this right?
0: (laughs) I won't, because I, unlike you, I get things (laughs) wrong.
2: (laughs) Try try not doing that in future.
0: (laughs) Overall, this will be a dull silver, and no surprises there that there are no other dull silvers in Season 5. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the lowest ranking of the season so yep. far.
2: Again, I want a big asterisk that says go watch this one and really, you know, figure it out for yourself. Because if someone said no, that like they reckon this is a cubic, I could understand where they're coming from.
1: See, I'm glad this was shit because the seasons around it have clip shows that drag down the rating, and this <laughs> season needed a bad episode to drag down its rating. Yeah, <laughs> I will not settle until season seven is your highest rated season. And if I ever come back, I will help sabotage things to let that happen.
2: Yeah, earlier I was beginning to suspect you were becoming this podcast nemesis, and I feel like that's cemented it. Elliot, do we have an enemy now? Well, the show does, I guess.
1: No, you personally. (laughs) It's all you've ever
0: wanted. But yeah, the other episodes in this season that even got silver rankings was... A single silver against golds in Bart Gets Famous, and then uh, my silver in Home, It Goes to College, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, that episode's a cubic, so you should feel ashamed. <laughs> um, just well, because I'm trying to think of more mediocre episodes this season, have you reviewed um, Lady Bouvier's Lover? Yeah, I
0: think I got a gold.
1: Kind of pair these two episodes together, and it doesn't help that the last two episodes of the season...
0: Yeah, you oh, marathon
1: the season and you end kind of. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now that got a dull cubic from us. Like, I'm sure we were justified at the time.
1: Justified. <laughs> Was that reputation? Yeah. Just wait oh, no? till I do a podcast where I ask if that reputation's justified.
0: <laughs> Just about us. Elliot of
1: the uh, Simpsons Index had also <laughs> the best episode. It incorporates everything great about. Um, Marge's mum, the beloved character.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think the only episodes we've got left to review in this season is Marge on the Lamb and Lisa vs. Malibu Stacy, and they're just nice. fucking stone-cold classics. Alright, well look, yeah, that about does us for the Simpsons Index today. Diana, thank you so much for joining us today. It's not a problem, I'm glad to you know not be a one-hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely we love having you on and yeah we'll bring you back to sabotage us uh... bring
1: me back to ruin
0: an audio drama or a game of friends episode <laughs> <laughs> hey all possible mm. um
1: but if people want to game of friends so i can start <laughs> off in the middle of it and that's, that's like a whole a different <laughs> experience
2: i have thought of that before it's like can we bring in someone who's like this is a random episode
1: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
2: so maybe i don't know
0: Uh, you can yeah pick a format of watching it worse than me but um until then yeah if people want to check out more of you on the internet where can they go
1: i have a twitter which is gap freezer g-a-p-f-r-e-e-z-e-r it is a dumb nickname from 2012 and i want to distance myself from what i was like in 2012 so we won't ask what the backstory is And I have a YouTube channel that just posts uh, me playing Hitman, and apparently Elliot has forced people to watch it, which is good. There's some fairly funny clips in there. You can catch me at some Simpsons trivia when they come back eventually in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. I'll be the team that's winning. That's how you'll know it's me.
2: Just throwing gauntlets left and right.
1: <laughs> the last time I went to trivia we came second and I'm still sad. That was the Ooh. only time we didn't win and <laughs> COVID has ruined my life because I can't take that back.
0: Your throne. <laughs> yeah, that's a real game of thrones. Yeah. Simpson's trivia, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and BT, we've got a fair bit to talk about now, don't we?
2: Oh my yes, where to begin? Well, how about the catch all for everything? We have recently launched a Patreon. Phew. That's right. If you like what we do here at the Simpsons Index or over at Thrones of Game or on our new fiction podcast, Pulp Fury Radio, this is a way you can support all those projects at the same time.
0: Yeah, so go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. We've got an exclusive podcast that you can unlock there called Except When He's Not, where I take BT through the episodes of The Simpsons that he missed on The Simpsons Index proper. So
2: Yes, it's all me all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah, like you said, it's our catch-all for Thrones Again, The Simpsons Index and Pulp Fury Radio now. And yeah, with your support, we're hoping to make season two of Pulp Fury Radio mm-hmm. bigger, better and stronger and all those Daft Punk lyrics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah to that we also have thrones of game the game of thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards where elliot had never seen the show before and it's you know the only game of thrones podcast in town so what else are you gonna do not listen to things
1: when are you (laughs) and jackal gonna make a um Twin Peaks podcast where you watch them in any random order and try to put them in some kind of podcast.
2: not gonna lie sounds good
1: <laughs>
2: if we can come up with a snappy name it depends how the uh, Twin Peaks if we can remix the Twin Peaks theme song
0: yeah just take random sections and then just put it back together
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> no that's a good idea I know Jekyll would be all over that mm-hmm.
1: but you have to record the entire thing backwards talking and then do it backwards
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: don't eat the clues <laughs>
0: That's right. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, let's get out of here. Thank you so much again, Diana.
1: Not a problem. I'm getting back to Hitman
0: the second you let me. <laughs> <laughs> and BT, what are you getting back to once I release you from the from the den?
2: Oh, well, I have to go to my writer's group where they're going to be looking at some of the early examples of new scripts for Pulp Fury Radio Season 2.
0: Ooh. Yes. And I'm going to be editing all night. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it from all of us. Uh, that's Diana, that's BT. I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And that's all the mustard in the house. Eat the pudding, eat the pudding, eat the pudding, eat the pudding, eat the pudding. Eat, <laughs> eat pudding, the mustard, <laughs> eat, the mustard <laughs> eat the mustard, eat the mustard. That's wow, that's hard, hard to say. To say.
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at SimpsonsIndex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The index or at SimpsonsIndex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for
1: the bonus scenes. You're not having a porto, I
0: hope. No. No, we're having su- we we're laughing about it before because the restaurant's called The Honest Chicken. And yeah. that it just sounds suspicious. It's just
2: suspicious, yeah. Nothing going on here, chicken. <laughs> Not a front for anything chicken.
0: You didn't say nut and chicken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that I would
1: like.
3: <laughs>
1: that should have been the um the restaurant from Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, so we're recording now on all the things. So let's do a little round of the sinking game. Ready? Uh huh. Alright. One. One. Two. Two. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Ooh, sure.
2: Again with a curve ball.
0: <laughs> curve number.
2: <You're> diabolical <laughs>
0: Well, seven's not really a curvy number, is it? No.
2: Well, it can be if you, you know, draw the stem curvy. Mm. Depends it. on
0: the font
1: he is. Yeah. yeah. Typeface. The mm. Comic Sans version of seven is probably very curvy. <laughs> it's probably
2: <laughs> wacky. you can put a little loop in the corner.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the wackiness of this font. <laughs> there you go. you got Jared a font index. Good yeah. You can.
2: <laughs> Today, Time's New Roman. Where would we be without it? <laughs> See,
1: Wing Things 1 was the original, but then yeah. Wing Things 2. Like, yeah, you know, It's, a, bit, it's post-classic. Talk <laughs> about
0: the wackiness of Wingdings. Oh, Jesus Christ. You press the W, you get a filing cabinet. What's going What's on?
2: What's going on here?
1: Conspiracy theories about yeah. 9-11 from it. And I will be playing more Hitman, and <laughs> I will plug that later, because mm-hmm. it's a very good game, and I've put thousands of hours of my life into these games. Yeah. You should try the
0: games. They're fun. <laughs> I, I just don't have the patience for anything stealth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> You can fuck around a fair amount. They are very funny
0: if you fuck around.
2: Yeah, yeah? there's a solid amount, of, a lot of fish beatings in this.
1: A lot of it, there's so much recorded dialogue of all the dumb shit you can do. <laughs> it's fun to fuck around. I just try to play it properly because I've been playing these games for. Mm. I was yeah. playing so for so long. I was legitimately scared when I played the series for the first time, <laughs> and the first one I played was the scary horror one that was like very dark and edgy. Oh, was, all right. And like the first mission is a bdsm uh (laughs) sex nightclub thing in a slaughterhouse and i was like 10 and i didn't know what any of that meant um (laughs) the games aren't usually that you know lowbrow but
2: was that blood money or
1: no that was contracts one before Uh, blood money yeah, so yeah. it's the edgy one. It's a good one. It's edgy. Mm. It scared me. It made me feel uncomfortable feeling so I didn't know why everyone was wearing leather masks and <laughs> kissing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely awoken something in a lot of people. <laughs>
1: yeah, um... And now, you know, I can't get turned on without <laughs> mutilated dead bodies in a slaughterhouse.
2: Without a bald man with a barcode on his head in the, in the room. <laughs> Timothy
0: Oliphant.
1: <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that movie. That's the best of the two Hitman movies. They made mm. two. It was a
0: second. Yeah, was entirely it or unrelated. Or
1: no, it's not a sequel. It was oh. another, because the first one came out in 07 and the second one came out in 15, I think. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, um the first right, one has air. a very transphobic scene and the second one has nothing memorable. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: which <yeah>. is worse? <laughs> All right, we better jump back in.
1: Yeah.